The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Fantastic Forum, assemble. You're listening to Fantastic Forum, the premier show about comic books and your live weekly conversation about entertainment and pop culture. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. You have the usual suspects. Well, I guess I guess I should say, I hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on wherever you are in the world. And if you're not, please stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. First, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the backbone, the pillar, the strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you tonight. We are going to be talking to you all about, uh, we're going to bring you a review of uh, Frank and Fran. I hope I'm saying that right. Did I say that right, Jay? Yeah. Is it volume one? Yes. Bam! What? I'm on it. I'm hitting, I'm hitting on all cylinders. I don't even know what that reference means. Car stuff. <laughs> anyway. It's a basketball uh, term. It's a basketball term? Yeah. Sure. I believe it. I believe it. They got cylinders in the NBA, right? Well, I feel the calf like... muscle that you use for a jump shot's a cylinder, right? Like... Hey. A cylinder, a piston. I don't maybe that's why they call that team the Pistons, because of their calves, right? Well, I thought that's a type of horse. Right. It all makes sense to me. It's like you got like Colts and, and Mustangs and Pistons. Mm -hmm. Just running through the plains, you know, right? In the, fields. The pistons are like incontinent or something. Right. It, exactly. It's like on multiple incontinents, like all seven of them. And Antarctica. <laughs> See? We look. Hey, Mo. Mo. <laughs> yeah. 
I feel you, brother. Yeah. Hey, look, that's uh, how, look, that's how Larry and the, and Mo, the original guy, had the falling out by doing that, like, that you just did. <laughs> Dude, wait, that's such a good reference. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it was like there's too many levels to that one. Like, I feel like there are people like, what is the hell is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. If anyway, then yeah, you, know, you shouldn't be listening. <laughs> like, if you <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Just that simple. We're gonna be talking about Frankenfran, Volume One. We're also going to be talking to you about, or bring you a review of, I guess I should say, um, Color Out of Space, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Color out of space. Let me tell you, I pretty much had to do like a solid like two hours of just kind of like looking at that name over and over again to make sure I I said it correctly because the sentence doesn't make sense to me, and I know they use it in the movie, and it still doesn't make sense to me. So we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then how many uh, times did you shit yourself in that? We'll talk about that later. That'll be the rating, <laughs> that'll be the rating system. <laughs> right. Right. Um and we're gonna bring you, of course, the latest and greatest in comic book news. We also got a heavy metal minute for you today. So we're gonna do all that. It's gonna be a good time. And on top of that, whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. And uh we'll tell you how it is you can get down with the show in just a moment. But but before all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin. Who without him, this show wouldn't be possible. So thank you, Scott. Hope you're doing all right, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess at this point, we should go ahead and, and let the wonderful intern tell the people how it is they can be down with the show. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at fantasticforum.live. Join the party. You know you want to. I don't know why she sounds so sexy when she says fantasticforum.live. It's like that part in particular. I'm like, it's the branding. I guess that's what it is. Product. That's the product is synonymous with titillation, kind of like look, Victoria's Secret. Right. And I don't even know what titillation means. Like, I don't know, like, who drinks that milk or what, but... Every, every time, every time she says it, it makes me cover my nipples. <laughs> I'm just like... Oh, I forgot we're on video. That means I gotta cover my nipples every yeah. time now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate video. <laughs> That'll be the best running joke. It's like my... my <laughs> <laughs> my camera is all tilted because in the angle that it was like you could see my junk but like not my actual junk just the bulge in my shorts and I didn't like it oh okay listen man listen so when we don't get monetized you know why Mo, Mo wouldn't take one for the team and let the ladies see his junk well, look if YouTube sees that and demonetizes because like, look there's your money maker there what are you doing on YouTube I, listen, I'm listen. I feel as though the junk, like the the bulge, is the subtle way to do it. You know, it's like you're not out here like, you know, covering up like being buck naked and just have a banana covering up your joint or an eggplant, like a real life eggplant. Just like, you know, that that happens. I think 
That's Oz. He was the one telling me about it. It's actually right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, did we do all our housekeeping? I think we did, right? We're good? Can we move? Yeah. Jay, what's been going on, man? What what you been doing to keep yourself busy? What you been what you been up to? Um, just looking for a job, but watching a lot of TV too. Like I actually just watched Astro Lost in Space. That's about the that's about the Justin's dog. No, not Astro, Astra. Oh, look, I'm I'm out here like showing my age. Cats yeah. are like they're like, what is the Jetsons? And they have a dog named Astro? And <laughs> like the messed up part is like I probably could have made a, a reference to like the rapper, like the 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 friggin' dude, the kid that used that grew up and became Astro, and that would have had a better chance of landing. And and still it would have been dated. They're like, Yeah, he hasn't been doing stuff in a while. <laughs> so yeah. What is Astra? Um it's about these kids, they go off planet for like a five day camping trip, but then they get attacked by an orb and end up like 5,000 light years from home, and they have to try and get back. Listen, you, you, you messed around and said three sentences in about six seconds, and I probably have like four dozen questions. <laughs> like, I'm sitting here, wait, I'm like, wait, what? Every every other word, I was like, wait, what? 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 Like, I just had all these questions, but I'm not going to ask you any of those questions because, um, I feel like that's part of the adventure. What? Where can I watch that if I wanted to watch it? I think it's on Funimation. Okay, so it's anime. Yeah. No, dude, that means I'm not going to get like I'm only going to get like a quarter of those questions answered. Got it. <laughs> it answers everything. Like, it not only does it answer everything, but it, it it gives you more. Like, it's not actually as simple as I put it. Well, it I, never I, is with anime. But everything is answered, and it's pretty awesome. And anime will be like, oh, we're doing a sli it's a slice of life anime about a volleyball team. And by the end, you're like, well, why? Why does she have a a, a cybernetic arm? <laughs> you know, it's like, wait. So, you know, like, so it's never like it's anime. That's that's the beauty of anime. It's never like just what it seems, and that's okay. That's okay. So you know, but that's interesting. And and the full title of it is called what again? Astra Lost in Space. Okay, Astra Lost in Space. Does it take any inspiration from? Well, I mean, I guess other than the besides the fact that they're actually lost in space, does it take any inspiration from like the the television show Lost in Space? No. Okay, got it. It feels a lot more like that one Stargate Odyssey. Hmm. Okay, but but Stargate Odyssey kind of takes a little bit from like Voyager, right? Right. Right. Which don't get me wrong. Stargate Odyssey is way better than Voyager, <laughs> in my opinion. Don't look, don't shoot the messenger, my Trekkie friends. I love Trek as much as you love. Well, I love Trek. Yeah, no, I love Trek as much as you love Trek. I just Not don't like me. <sighs> I don't know, man. Listen, I feel like you and Oz, like y'all, y'all try to be all elitist with it. But all I like is Lower Decks. 
Oh, well then, never mind. <laughs> it's just Oz that's the lead us with it. But but that's that's on on brand for Oz. Oz is the lead us about everything. And by mean like, by saying all I like is Lower Decks is mainly saying that that's the one that I watch from beginning to end fully. Lower Decks is amazing. Like the friggin' the season finale of Lower Decks, I was like, dude, I love this show. Like I had I had a lot of respect for that show from the beginning. By the time I got to the end of the season, I was just like, "This joint is pretty amazing." Joe's like, "No, you reminded me of a a Stephen Colbert joke." Mm -hmm. uh, You know, it's on CBS All Access, right? Have that because I'm not gonna buy CBS All Access. I understand that. But Colbert was like making a joke where he was like talking about how he's tired of the pandemic you know he's watched everything on Netflix he's watched everything on Hulu and for the sake of his job he watched everything on CBS All Access (laughs) (laughs) that's funny why do you Joe I do they gave me the Emmy consideration copies for your consideration ones for Lower Decks oh okay well you can check them out there you go cool I, I will say this. Um, at this point, I feel like CBS All Access is worth owning. Really? At this point, I do. Between Picard, Lower Decks, and Discovery. Oh well, yeah, all Star Trek stuff. Well, yeah. Like, I'm, no, no, I'm, not I, I don't saying, get... I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but if that's how no. you get people to get to get it, yeah. Like, even if it's only you know thirty percent of the people that you want. Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. There's other stuff on there that's yeah. probably worth watching, like but... I like Lucy reruns and yeah, and you could I guess what is is all the Big Bang is on there, right? Yeah, but HBO Max has that too. That's fair. I know that that's fair, and you know, I'm by no means like I'm saying if you like Star Trek, you should probably own CBS All Access, and and I think that there'll be other things there for you to watch as well, but. For like yeah, I think it's it's worth owning just on the the strength of those three shows. I also heard a rumor um, that they're thinking about having a Cisco show, and I'm just like, dude, if they make a Cisco show, which you know, for those that don't know, uh, Benjamin Cisco was the captain from oh. <laughs> Deep Space Nine. Uh, Did you not know that, Mo? No, I thought he was talking about Cisco the rapper, like. Uh, like a reality oh, show. No. <laughs> I was gonna go into the thong song. No, would, I'm glad you didn't. I, I would get CBS All Access for Cisco. For a sis, for for a, a Drew Hill Cisco TV show. No. Oh. No, for, <laughs> for, for Cisco from Benjamin Cisco. Yeah. Like Deep dude. Space Nine was my joint. Like dude, I like this. I love Jux Generation. I like Voyager. Yeah. So far, loving Upper Decks, kind of, but Deep Space Nine was my shit. Dude, Deep Space Nine, though a lot of people don't like to admit it, was, like, if not the best Star Trek show, definitely one of the best. Like, literally, top three, and it's not and it's not number three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Huh? I've only seen one episode of that one, and it wasn't even a full episode. It was just a, a in-between commercial segment. But they were at a bar, on the mm-hmm. in the ship, talking some stuff, 
<laughs> I don't even know the context of it. Yeah. But just that conversation between those three people mm-hmm. was kind of compelling until the the commercial came back and then I changed it and then it go back. I will tell you, and you know, it's funny because I got to give credit to uh, to Von B. Shout out to Von. Uh, haven't talked to that brother in a minute. Uh, well, it hasn't been that long, actually. I probably talked to Von like maybe a month ago or maybe a month and a half ago. But either way, um, Von kind of summarized it best where he's like, you know, what makes Deep Space Nine a better TV show than the other Star Treks is that in almost all the other Star Trek television shows, everybody's on these, sh- they're, they're on these ships and they make these, these decisions for the, like these different cultures or these different people they come in contact with. And once those decisions get made, they like, you know, say what they have to say and then they fly off. D Space Nine takes place on a state on a space station. So these fools do that same thing, but everybody lives there. So you have to have like the, the consequences, the fallout from that decision that got made, those stories happen. It's like nobody flies away and it's like, oh yeah, we made your world better. You're welcome. And then fly off into the, you know, they're not Picard. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cisco's like, hey, you know what? That's some bull. And we're going to change that. And then when they change it and everybody's like, hey, you know what? We think the decision you made is bull. And guess what? We're not going anywhere. We're going to protest today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like that. Occasionally, that... occasionally hmm? yes, they do go places mm-hmm. and fuck shit up and leave. Um, well, look. The mirror dimension. And Listen, they don't even really get a ship. They don't even really get a ship until like three seasons in, though, right? Right. So it's like, and don't you're right. The mirror dimension comes before that, right? Right. So you're right. So maybe I guess they get to go through a portal and then leave. But those fools, like the mirror dimension, don't stay in the mirror dimension. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror dimension's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so I'm just saying, man, that's what makes. That's what makes Deep Space Nine pretty awesome because these fools, like, they're always like, oh, man. Like, we told these people that how they were living was wrong. And then they were like, they weren't happy about that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't ever get that kind of fallout with with Next Generation. Like, very seldom. I feel like they went back to a planet they've been to, like, maybe once in, like, however many seasons, right? Right. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to watch every Star Trek thing ever now. <laughs> when we shut down again in January. <laughs> right? For, for wave three? You, exactly. think I, you think I'm joking. <laughs> I don't... No, I laugh because because I have to do it to stop from crying. <laughs> it's like, no, I know you're not joking. Yeah. What are you going to say, Jay? Oh, I was going to suggest that... Uh, after you watch Deep Space Nine mode, there's a trilogy of books that take place after the series. And you can find out what the real, like the canon, what happened to Picard, and not the Picard show Picard. Sweet. Dang. How dare you not call Picard canon? That is it. Oh, how dare you? He's He's one of those... He's one of his mental Look, Jay's one of those those extended universe Star Wars people too, I bet. Well, <laughs> it's like that. Disney might as well bought Star Trek too, the way they did Picard, according to Joe. 
Don't don't look. Don't listen to Joe. Picard is more for. I'll always listen to Joe. I'm sorry. Listen to Joe, then do what I tell you anyway. <laughs> That's what I meant huh. to say. When you explain it right, maybe. <laughs> I, I'm telling you all. Don't 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 listen to the explanation. Just do what I tell you to do. Follow my instructions. <laughs> does, does Q ever show up in Picard? Uh not so far. It's lame. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, what you been doing, man? What you been before, doing to, to before, keep before yourself busy? Before that, uh, I just gotta. Get, I love Joe's delivery <laughs> when he says shit like lame. Mm-hmm. Now with video, this is where I do like video. The way he way <laughs> like lame. normally, you just had to infer that in audio, and you could still infer it on you know Fantastic yeah. Four Live. You'll get the audio version maybe tomorrow or so. Um, but yeah, I've been you know, uh, it, it was it's been a weird time because they didn't work on a lot of TV shows. <laughs> for the this fall season, so uh, they they bring in Hellstorm, Hellstrom, sorry, and just brought that out to people on Hulu. Uh, yeah, that's the show that was canceled before it, it was uh, released. Um, <laughs> with Modoc <laughs> and the the other one they canceled totally too, right? One one of the other Marvel Hulu shows, animated things, the Howard the Duck and the other one. Oh yeah, yeah. Howard Duck and was it the 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 silver and black or was it the no the silver and black was... was Sony shit. Oh, was it Tigra? It might have been Tigra. It might have been Tigra. I so don't know. Like they, it's they hard to keep track. All that, and then we, we we found out at New York Comic Con at home that uh, Modoc was still coming out. I thought that was gone. I thought Hellstrom was gonna be gone too, but I guess you know. There's no content, so they they put it out anyway. Yeah, they're like we made it. Like, yeah, but um, this is the last, I guess, the last show that is a Marvel television thing before they got rid of everything, mm-hmm. where everything's on Disney Plus, and you know, uh, I'm not gonna say and be like I'm the Hellstrom fan, the Damien Hellstrom fan, but I do like him, yeah. and I like the title, Son of Satan. Yeah. SOS. <laughs> Joe Hellstrom is still SOS, but it's son of a serial killer. What? Yeah, they made Satan a serial killer. Now, now when that- you say they made they made Satan a serial killer, does that mean like his father is like a human serial killer, and he doesn't like? Or wait, okay, so wait, is is it Satan? Is Satan his dad, or we don't they know? They haven't even named him. They just call him him. Uh, him? Everywhere. Yeah. The oh, that means that it is going to be Satan. Well, I don't think Disney's going to let that happen. That could be so. Yeah, I don't think they want that. They don't want the son of Satan being a hero, in a sense. You know, and especially now, the way the Supreme Court is, <laughs> that might be a law. There might be a law against the blasphemy in the near future. That's that might hilarious. be, yeah, it's happened already in, in Poland. You know, it was coming for two years and it's it's there now. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm thinking it's going toward, towards Marduk. Like he's going to be the dad and he's a demon. Well, he's a demon in the pantheon of demons, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're Zoroastrianist or 
Christian or you know all of that. I but don't um, like, I don't think Mar Marduk doesn't rate on the Christian scale of demons. No, th there's a Marduk in the Bible. But, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying oh, he's not he doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying like you know Christians don't spend a lot of time learning oh, yeah, demon no. names. No, and like, the ones I, that they do know, Marduk isn't one of them. I mean, like, really, like, the best thing that ever happened to Marduk was the metal band. <laughs> <Named Marduk>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um but in Marvel they did retcon it to make him Hellstrom the son of Marduk uh, a little really when did that yeah. happen that happened a while ago under the radar I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't... It, it happened uh, you know when when Disney kind of took over you know I it's... feel like I feel like that's supposed to like if that happened that had to happen in like Doctor Strange somewhere right no uh there was there was like I think there was a Hellstrom Max book, oh well, or something. Well. Yeah, a lot of stuff happened there. That, I definitely uh, did not read the Hellstrom Max yeah, book. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of stuff happened in the Max stuff that carries over, and then they got rid of it. That's where they mm -hmm. get it. like just like how the Magneto was right thing with that dude, the star, the cosmic being in the helmet, locked in the helmet. Oh, oh you're talking about uh, Zorn. Yeah, like Zorn turned out to be Magneto all the time, but it happened in Excalibur because they know, like, a if people actually latch on and give a fuck about that, then they'll buy Excalibur, and b if they don't, then it'll just happen and they could just not worry about it. You think it, it turned out not to be Magneto? Is what you mean, right? Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, like, like it was actually Magneto at first, but then they oh, responded. After okay, the yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, 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 it happened in Excalibur because nobody gives a shit about Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, I can see. Other than Joe, but he still didn't read that issue. Well, yeah. <laughs> Lame. Excalibur, Excalibur is like a main X book X book right now. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, Fifth Green and Fat loves it. Like he's he's reviewing. Oh really? Yeah, he reviews every issue he gets on Twitter. What of Excalibur? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, well of not, not X books. Like he's he's really on the X books, but that Excalibur because is uh what you call it? Psylocke is on there right now, right? Well, listen, X Men is wild right now because yeah. technically Psylocke and Betsy Braddock are two different people okay. right now. So and, he's and, a really big Betsy fan. Yeah. So Betsy, <laughs> but yeah, and Betsy Braddock is is in Excalibur, and she's actually Captain Captain Britain right now. Okay, yeah, he's loving that. Yeah, yeah, and and what you would call it's in it too, Jay Jubilee is in Excalibur, which I've mentioned to you before. But I, I actually own every issue of Excalibur. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around to reading them yet. That's how much Jay loves Jubilee. Right. I'm not mad at you. I I did tell him that Jubilee was in in that book, and so he bought every issue and hasn't read. <laughs> That's fair. Well, it's in the middle of this uh, Ten of Swords crossover joint, so right. you're not going to know what's happening with those issues because it's totally, it's taking like the old school X-Men kind of deal where like each each X book is like one one chapter in the overall story. But you should still buy it anyway. But yeah, so in Hellstrom mm -hmm. he's a serial killer and uh, somehow they, they don't even like it, it, the thing is a serial killer thing is just a description so mm -hmm. right you know before I even hit play on Hulu I see the description and it says Hellstrom son of a serial killer 
and Anna, his sister. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Disney. No, no, I mean, Hellstrom has a sister. Her name is not Anna. Is it not? It's Satana. Oh, I get it. No, but Anna. No, it's Satana. Right, Anna for She's sure. The daughter of Satan. Satana. Anna. She's Satana in the comics. Anna. Never gone by Anna. Well, I mean, here Satana, she goes by Anna. Satana's a mouthful. Wait, is that his first daughter? I well, I think they're twins. Here they're twins, and I think they're twins in the comic. But he preferred the daughter, and well, th- that's gonna Lucy. Go ahead. The daughter should be named Lucy. <laughs> yeah, like the TV show. Was it Lucy, daughter of Satan? Uh, Oz, Oz is in chat. He says, "What up, Biz Natchez? We were having a good time talking about Star Trek without him. It was so we awesome. Did. It's better to talk about Star Trek without Oz." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we love it. That's what I told you. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, so and or that's say, the thing. Oh, go ahead, Joe. So, or Satana, like I think that works. Yeah, look, the comic no, version is named Satana. This version Satana. is named Anna. It, it's 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 castrating something for me. What what if you met a what if you met a young lady, and she told you her name was Tina. And then you later found out it was short for Satina. Like, like, like here's the thing. I wouldn't. Well, look, I'm not gonna be scared. I got a picture of this devil motherfucker back here that I look at when I sleep at night. So I, look, Emily doesn't like it when you call her that. No, I'm talking about the the tapestry. <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like the plot to like one of those wacky rom coms. <laughs> the thing is, if a chick told me her name was Satina, then it's like, oh, they love satin. Like her parents loved satin, or she was conceived on a bed full of satin sheets or something. Satina, not Satina. Again, Listen. look, it's as, it makes as much sense as Anna on the Hellstrom TV show. I feel like I kind of am out either way, whether it's the satin or the Satan. I'm kind of like, really? uh, doesn't feel like good stock. <laughs> Feels like I'm in for some trouble but, uh... with this one. The, where the show does win, I guess, you know, normally I'd be all up in arms about shit like this, <laughs> about a character I do like, even mm-hmm. though I'm not, you know, I just don't like the changes. Um, it does seem like it's going to the Marduk being the, like, king of hell, uh, not necessarily Satan, and they can call him Marduk without offending Christians. Um, and the whole honor thing, the, the, the dynamic of the the father son and daughter thing is essentially like the comic you know and uh now we're seeing the aftermath instead of just seeing satana being the daughter of satan like she was in the comics doing what she was doing in the comics is doing something a little after she's become more of a vigilante a paranormal vigilante which i think that is a lot more interesting than doing hellstrom the way they're doing it now where hellstrom now is basically just John Constantine that doesn't smoke and has a chip on his shoulder, and isn't even as cool. Like now, in, are you, when you say when you say how they're doing it now, you talk about in the show or in the, comics? In the show? Yeah, yeah, no, in the show. Oh, okay. I, ain't no, yeah, yeah. I ain't talking about no comics. I ain't talking about no comics. I'm talking about show. Uh, the 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 female co-conspirator of Marduk 
now trying to do good is a more interesting show than yeah yeah than the bland white guy that doesn't even have a British accent exercising <laughs> demons like yeah I would like, agree with that because even like the the Constantine TV show was it wasn't that far from the Constantine movie but the guy had a Cockney accent and that added a charm and it's like yeah, yeah. it's watered down for TV and you know Constantine's watered down in comics now too so yeah yeah you know, I so. mean Constantine in the the TV show Constantine is a lot better representation of the character than the movie was yeah. but that's that's a low bar to, to yeah. you know surpass you know but the the show is good and it benefits from Disney not wanting to do more of them. <laughs> mm. So they're like, I'm on episode six, and there's a clear through line. Like right at five, there it's like there's the overall story and the the main story, and so that feels like a comic book. Like that's comic book structure, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they haven't they haven't even really done that well. Like the Netflix show. Did, shows did that but they didn't do it as good or as natural feeling as Hellstrom does it and it's like now really? they're, they're yeah. finally getting the formula of like changing the comic but doing the good so it feels like I'm reading a Hellstrom comic mm -hmm. uh, you know they change things they, they change a lot of the dynamics a lot of the, the stuff power sets and the mm -hmm. power sets they didn't really change too much but they, they changed the you know it, the Hellstrom comics were him fighting demons hand to hand and shit. Yeah, you know, casting yeah. spells. And here is he's like he's helping kids and 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 swindlers yeah. that are supposedly possessed. It's not for me, but I do like Satana, Anna. Mm. Uh, like I'm like that would have been a, a a better show. Just that, just get rid of Hell the Hellstrom. Like this guy sucks. It's and, it's really uh, interesting because it's like looking at what I've seen. It totally does look like it's trying to like it. It looks like it's highly influenced by the whole Constantine, mm -hmm. like mass yeah. media thing, right? And and I know that you know being a person that reads Marvel comics, and you know I I read enough Marvel comics that I read Hellstrom like in other stuff periodically. I'm not the dude like I'm not a Hellstrom fan enough to be like oh I need to read whatever he whatever book he's in. But I read enough Marvel books that he pops up. Like, he, he was an Avenger for a moment in time. Right. And, like, you know, Doctor Strange, he'll pop up. And at no point do I ever feel like, in the comics, like, oh, like, Hellstrom is basically Marvel's Constantine. Yeah. It's like, it, it, that's not, that's just not who he is. Yeah. And, and so it'll be interesting to watch this and kind of see if they take any inspiration from the comics and where Hellstrom's at. I mean, they take just in, in in the way the characters are and their relationships to each other and their relationships to their father and their mother. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, that's the stuff that kind of makes them the characters. So it, it mm -hmm. kind of works here. Mm -hmm. I just I just wish I would have actually seen, you know, we're going to talk about Color Out of Space later. Yeah. Like, you look at something like color out of space and the way that looks and the mm -hmm. adversaries there, the way that look and the dynamics of with the hero, um, like that's the stuff I'm used to for your, you know, Dr. Strange's yeah. and Hellstrom's and even scenes. but yeah. Yeah. But it's just like Hellstrom, just like out the gate, like 90% of those appearances that I've seen Hellstrom. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't wear a shirt. 
Right. And he's got his a hair, big pentagram. His, hair, his hair's on fire. Yeah. And and yeah, he has a giant pentagram that's basically like it looks like it's tattooed on his chest. Yeah. And I, I, out of fire. Yeah. Out of fire. Yeah. You know, like it looks like it's fire. And so I'm just like now here he has the pentagram. Shut up, doesn't and it really is burning. But it's a burning sensation. Like he's scratching. Oh no. Now the pentagram, I only Emily told me that it's there. I happen to be taking a shit. And when I came out, I saw him itching. He's like, why why like he's got a pentagram in his head? She's like, Yeah, they showed it earlier. But I think they even just showed just one corner or something. Yeah, right? yeah. They like they didn't show the full pentagram. It's like he's like, like you never go full pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sad. They'll show one of each corner at a yeah. time. Yeah. That so you can it, infer. It burns, but it just itches. Like he's got chlamydia of the chest. <laughs> this fool has a an infernal venereal disease. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, that's funny, man. That's, that's interesting, though. Yeah, yeah. But that's—I mean—that's the world we live in, where uh, this shit should be making me angry, but it doesn't. And well, listen—it's gonna—it's gone already, right? The, yeah, it's gone before it came out, and right, it, like this, literally, like an still, after image. It's still—I can appreciate it as a good show, only because <laughs> it's gone. It's gone like, already. Yeah, it, it's you know maybe maybe Disney will will be like you know what we're gonna show that Moses Magnum. We're gonna make a good Hellstrom on FX Plus or something. FX you know? Plus. Yeah. Like we'll get a you know. And they'll probably they could use this cast. This cast is good. The 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 two uh, Satana and uh Damien. Damien, like they're they're good. I, I can see them being the comic people. They look different, but they I their acting ability I think could pull it off good. Okay. Uh, I still don't know who's playing Marduk, but we'll see. Then I started thinking about Ghost Rider a lot. Yeah. Where it's like if you try to too much to make it like the comic, they could do it wrong and it could just fail like the first Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, like like it, the movie. Right, the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, well, I'm not talking about Agents of Shield Ghost Rider, but I mean, yeah. Agents of Shield Ghost Rider was the TV show they were gonna make. Yeah, but it wasn't a good. It, I, I, I think it would have been good. Yeah, of course you do. That guy was good. Yeah, he was. He was so good, he made you say, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, look, you love that. You love him. But nah, the, the shit that made him the best was what spirit of vengeance he had. And they totally got rid of all that on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That was his coolest thing. <laughs> yeah, that was his fucking balls, and they just castrated them for Disney TV. Look, you can't even say it verbally. You're like, yeah, you're kind of right, but no, you, no, no. I, I think I think he's fine the way he is, and I like I like that it's different only because I think it leaves open. Oh boy, for a Johnny Blaze or Danny Ketch. Well, the comic does that too. The comic does what too? It leaves it open for a Danny Ketch or a Johnny Blaze, okay. and it gives him a bigger edge, a better edge. Get the the Robbie Reyes. I mean, I, I that sounds like we're agreeing. No, the TV took that edge, the TV version. I don't, I don't know. 
the spirit Maybe. of vengeance that he had in the comics was his uncle that actually killed his mother using him to exact revenge instead of just haunting the the people that killed him mm-hmm. so he's the guy he hated and he was possessed by the guy he hated and he had this power from the guy he hated and it, mm-hmm. there's a whole dynamic of that ghost writer and the way he deals with things because of that Yeah, in that book and you don't get that from the TV version are you sure? you don't are you sure? yeah I'm sure that's what I said well, like, I didn't know to, to, to explain things wrong. Maybe, maybe you shouldn't be listening to Oz. Maybe you should watch it for yourself and decide if it's better or not. Nah, I'm good. I'll listen to Oz. Okay. okay, hey, you go. You keep doing that. Cause... <laughs> you keep doing like, You keep doing that. That's fair. I'll listen. I mean, you know. Look, like, Oz, 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 Oz thinks the president's doing a great job. Well, it's doing a great job for him because he's in that dinosaur industry. I, listen, I mean, listen, okay. All and right. Oz is white, so he's doing good for him. So when the, you know, the race war comes, they're going to accept him with open arms because he's white. So he's it. fine. Okay, he's like right. a hobbit. Oz is like I, a hobbit. I forgot. White white people are, are immune to COVID-19. I mm-hmm. forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's safe. I'm immune. <laughs> I, I just gave a thumbs up in chat. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he didn't do the okay symbol. Oh boy. <laughs> Dr. So you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's let's move on. Let's do some news. You all ready for that? Uh yes. <laughs> Comic book news. We should have a like uh Comic book like Colonel <laughs> Well, not not like that, but like I didn't know if I had armed that track yet. You like, armed it. Good job, Moses. You made it so. All right. Uh. Yeah, let's talk about it. So, what what should we talk about first, good people? Well, I'm you spreading your fake news. It turns oh. out the UCS wasn't dropped by DC. I did look. I did see that, and I don't know if I'm gonna go on the on the record and say I was spreading fake news, but I can understand why you would come up with that, with that, uh, with that, or or, or basically say say it that way. I, I get it. I get it. T- talk. Tell the people what 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 is what. So, you know, last week, Larry, you you owe the people some traction because <laughs> you you said that they were dropped, they they ceased doing business, and technically it's just UCS just got out of the distributing game like that. But they're out still the distributing game period? Well, I heard that they just didn't want to do with DC, which I'm like, yeah. what's that mean? Yeah. Yeah. But there was also the thing where uh, they're still dealing with DC all a lot. Like they're they're doing a lot of. Where is this article? God damn it! Like I, as far as I know, that they don't they're not distributing books for DC anymore. I thought is is that uh, not the case? Which is which is crazy because it's kind of like I, I guess what I'm saying is this: if you like, they're like the way that. I'm hearing it is they decided 
they didn't want to be in the in the business of of basically distributing DC Comics right books which if you're going to be in the distribution business cuz it'd be different if they just shut their doors and they're like oh we you know we decide we're not going to distribute books period but the way that I'm that I read it was they still are in the distribution business but they don't want to do they don't want to distribute DC comics anymore and i'm yeah. just like okay well the top comic book like the the top comic book publishers are marvel and dc you don't have marvel you're getting rid of dc it's like well then it sounds to me like you don't want to distribute comics anymore but they they're not saying that though they're saying like no we still got other stuff and i'm like well who like who why would somebody get your other stuff and so that's what I'm not I'm not quite understanding. But at the same time, like, you know, here's the, the other side of things. I went to Jeffries today, and Jeffries had zero DC comics. Because Lunar decided that Jeffries didn't pay their bills, so they weren't gonna send them any comics, then realized that they made a mistake, and instead of like rushing their comics out to them. They're like, well, we'll send them to you next week. So that sounds like some diamond shit. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, I, I guess, but yeah. I, you know, I don't I, know if diamond yeah. does that or, or not, well, but I, I, back in the day, I had the same problem with them, but, um, and that's how it went down. Um, but it, it's like, yeah, if DC's leaving diamond, like it should be for not the same old shit. Right. Well, all, well yeah, exactly. What I'm saying more than anything is, it's one thing if you had well, and I guess technically, I guess Lunar technically has a monopoly at this point. They're like they're the only place you can get like DC's like monthly books from. So I guess they can pull whatever they want to pull. I guess, but I'm just like that's messed up. And that being like the only place people on the well, I guess anybody can get comics from. It's like well, like yeah, like you said, might as well just stick with Diamond if that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. No, I don't know what I don't know what I don't know what UCS is trying well, to do. According to uh, some of the documents circulating around the internet, uh, UCS is still selling two to three to four times more DC Comics than Lunar. Yeah, which I mean, it's Midtown. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it makes sense, and I get that you know Midtown's like, hey, you know, we can still meet your needs, but it's like. They're acting as though people wanted to be like wanted to be doing business with them. It's yeah. Like no one, no one wanted to do business with you. Like <laughs> people, people had to do business with you because you were the only place to get a particular product that people wanted. Now, if you're not the place to get that, then why would people be getting anything from you that they can get someplace else? Like I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. And I, I, I keep looking for the story and I talked to my contacts and my distributor like my, my um retailer friends like what's the part of the story that I'm missing and nobody can tell me or at least no one has as of yet like I'm sure there's there must be another part to the story that I'm just not I did, I'm missing I'm, I I feel like I, it has to be right I'm there it might be some shit that'll be coming out um oh, what is it? oh some of the people here in the 
the comments section say, uh, <laughs> my local comic shop switched from UCS to Lunar in September, and even now the shipments have been slow and inconsistent, so much so that the local comic shop has stopped showcasing and promoting new DC products. My guess I'm is just... that Lunar will not be able to handle the increase in distribution, even with getting the beefy. And and that's the other part of the thing, right? Where the other the other yeah. part of the story is because like what you just mentioned in regards to like oh UCS was selling this much more DC books than Lunar. People are like, does Lunar even have the infrastructure to like handle all the DC orders? And people are like, we don't think so. And it's like at this point, Lunar hasn't even taken over the DC orders yet. And yet, like at Jeffrey's, they're not getting it right. <laughs> so it's kind of like, okay, well, what happens when they get slammed with all this extra product that they're supposed to be supplying to people on the other side of the country that they weren't even servicing before? It's like, it's going to it's gonna fall apart. It's all going to fall apart. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. I guess DC is going to have to like come with their hat in hand to Diamond like hey man so can you all take us back <laughs> or hey, go you know, all digital oh my god how sad would that be I, the I'm only way you can get a Superman comic is digitally like that would be, that'd be sad right it. I'm down Wait, what did you say Jerry so I'm good with it oh man but look listen I the, the two of you right now like look I, I wish Oz was here that's that's where that's where you all have made me. I wish Oz was here, because Oz would not say that. Oz, Oz, Oz. As much as he doesn't have any issue with digital comics per se, would be like, no, like if you wanted a physical copy of Superman, you should be able to get it. Well, Oz just, is just on GP. He gets both. But yeah, I, the thing is, ultimately, it's more convenient. I love going to the shop every week when I do get to go more than one week straight and it, it's just I you know I I like it but it ultimately it's the convenience like I like tacos but I'll eat a taco from 7-Eleven if I have to because <laughs> it's convenient and I'll pay extra no, for listen, a shitty taco no yeah. no you won't like no no you won't you're talking nonsense right now I'm not eating those tacos from 7-Eleven I mean 7-Eleven built an empire based on convenience. Yeah, but not, like a hot dog is one thing. A taco is so like a, a a taco. Like no man, you can like you can find a better taco somewhere else, and and that's where we're at with this whole thing. Diamond is your better your better taco someplace else. <laughs> Fantastic for the better taco. Mo, I want to kind of expound on your digital comics being convenient um, by going to chat and saying uh, Tiger Claw in chat says, any of you guys get the first issue of TMNT, The Last Ronin? Haven't read it yet, but I think it's a book you guys may be interested in. I mean... And thanks to digital comics, I just bought it. Yeah. Like, that's convenient. Like, during the show, right? The show, yeah. yeah like, I just is. bought it during the show after Tiger yeah. Claw did that. And after the show, I can read it. Yeah, like, and look, by tomorrow afternoon, there's gonna be a YouTube video, Fantastic Four one shot of Joe reviewing it <laughs> because it's convenient. That's that bull. 
don't get me wrong. Here, here's the thing. And, and, you know, understand, I get that maybe my view of it is a little different in the sense that I, I appreciate the fact that you can read that book right after the show. And or during if you get boring. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Listen, or, or if we're still good, you know, you know, Jay, he just got yeah. that. He's like, hey, you know what? Maybe like, he's like it, it sounds entertaining, but I don't want to talk about that. So how about this last book? You know, <laughs> like, but what I'm saying is you're going to read that book because from what I hear, it's a great book. And there's going to be a part of you that's like, oh, you know what? I should just go out and buy this. And, and you will. And, and that's great. Like, it's good that you can buy it digitally and buy it physically if you want it. And that's all I'm really saying is I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to buy it digitally. I'm saying if you want to, you should be able to buy it physically. And if, if it turns out to be a thing like, and what I'll say is this, there's some companies or some publishers out there that is, they're like, if they're like, hey, we're just going to be all digital now, I could totally get it. Because publishing physical physical books is expensive. And I, I can't knock anybody for saying, uh, you know what, this joint, like, it's tough for us. We, we, we can't do this because we don't have the we don't have the customer base to justify us putting these books out physically month in and month out. I totally get that. Like image, which is, you know, like we, we talked like just a week or two weeks ago about image image had the best years ever had so far uh, in 2020. Even if image comics was like, we're not going to do physical books anymore. We're only going to do digital. I don't know that I can look at image and be like, y'all, you all shouldn't do that. But DC, DC needs to make physical books. Because the most popular superheroes in the world belong to DC Comics. And if they can't make physical books, then it's like, it's not because, well, let me put it like this. If if they feel like making, not like, if they feel like publishing physical books is a detriment, somebody there is not doing their job properly. I don't know who it is. I don't know if it's the the editor-in-chief, well, I guess you have to ultimately blame the editor-in-chief, but whether you want to be like, oh, the marketing people just aren't doing their thing right, uh, I, I don't know who you want to say. You can say whoever it is, but somebody's not doing their job right because there are more people at this point that probably have, like, Superman t-shirts than actually buying Superman comic books, and at the very least, it should be, like, half you know what I'm saying? Like, if half the people no, that... That's always been the case. Well, but half, though. Like, if if a person... It, if half the... Like, I'm not saying... Every, obviously, Superman's super popular and popular for reasons beyond comics. I get it now. Or I get, I get that aspect now. But you should be able to convince at least half of the people that own a Superman t-shirt, or even a quarter other people that own a Superman t-shirt to be able to buy a comic. And I don't feel like that's an unrealistic goal. It's like, you just figure out what it is. Like they, Obviously, they like the character, right? So what is it that you need to do to appeal to them? So, you know, I don't know. Because they have the shirt doesn't mean they like the character. No, that's not true. I mean, they like the character enough to buy a like, shirt. Right, like, not, I, and what I'm saying, I'm not saying all of them. I agree with you on that, Jay. Like you're right. Like yeah, that's but, all I'm saying. Well, but but a quarter of them do. 
a quarter of the people that buy Superman shirts should want comics. Well, not all of them. It, we got to look at it from uh, whatever money they don't make in comics. Warner Brothers, that is, mm-hmm. they'll make it on the shirt because they'll get more people willing yeah. to buy a shirt than they'll buy a, willing to buy a comic. Well, listen though, they're not they're not supposed to be trying to make the money off the shirts. They should, like, at the very least, they should be making the money off the movies. But yeah. that's another problem. It's yeah. like if if these fools can't make a Superman movie yeah. that's like a blockbuster, it's like, well, but, who whose fault is that? Like somebody's doing something wrong yet again. It's like you have like the most popular superhero in the world, but somehow you can't figure out how to make a movie that resonates with people. The the last one that did it was in the seventies. Like get the out of problem, here. the problem is that there's no sweatshops for movies. That's not the problem. <laughs> the the problem is you're getting these random people that don't understand the essence of the character. And I feel like, like... I'm just a... oh, go ahead. No, 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 I was just gonna make a knock at uh, at Hellstrom, saying that, that that those are the same people that worked on Hellstrom. But it actually, you know, it kind of works a little better than some of the DC shit, <laughs> <laughs> even in comics. <laughs> all, all, all I'm saying is like all, all I'm asking people, like you have all these writers from DC. It's like all you got to do, like Jeff Johns does does comics and TV, right? Yeah. Freaking uh, Guggenheim does comics and TV, right? Happy like, to leave you, a birthday to Mark Guggenheim. There you go. You got all these people that do comics and TV. All I'm saying is, if you get one of these comic book writers just to make even the first draft, and you're like, that story sounds good, we just need to make sure that it'll work for a movie. Yeah. Get them to make the first draft, and then give it to the movie people, and be like, we want this story, but make it so that it, it works for a movie. And you know, like that doesn't seem hard to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm a simpleton. I don't know. <laughs> it's like it, it feels easy. Yeah. No, it does. It never yeah. is. Yeah. It's never easy. Yeah. It just feels it. Listen. Uh, oh, go ahead. No, while you brought up Mark Guggenheim, I have to express that I'm still mad that Resurrection never got a TV show. The comic, yeah, yeah. Because like you look at Walking Dead, what it turned into, and Fear the Walking Dead, and then the new one that's coming out because that's a new story, uh, as well. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought it back. All of them, all yeah, of them are... Fear, Fear the Walking Dead is actually really good. The the new one is it Beyond? Yeah, Beyond is the one that happened, but that format that they're doing making hand over fist like that was actually designed in resurrection the comic like mm. you had your your resurrection criminal intent and your resurrection <laughs> svu you know like you could have done multiple shows like done a, a television empire out of resurrection like you would have had more shows than comics because it lends itself to that in chat uh, says uh, Lawrence just described how Green Lantern movie got made. Is that true? Did Jeff Johns make make the the first draft of the Green Lantern movie? Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, he did. And, and Mark Guggenheim. Wait, and and the story stayed intact when the TV people or the movie people got a hold of it? No. 
open no, there's like eight writers to it and then oh, okay. well, yeah. the first, like Guggenheim and Johns were part of the first like initial and yeah. then the other people but okay, no. that, movie, that movie did bring Taika Waititi to a broad audience like, <laughs> listen was he in there? yeah he was the the friend the, the brown friend like that's what Warner Brother calls him the brown friend uh, you always gotta I'm, have a brown friend I'm pretty sure Warner Brothers doesn't call it that. That is what it is. But they haven't had cool. a they haven't had a Warner Brothers email hack yet. <laughs> You're right. Listen, uh, look, I, look. Obviously, if there are eight writers on that joint, then yeah, they they went too deep. They went too far in, and I don't know why that happened. But I guarantee you that what I was talking about is not what Green Lantern is not the process that Green Lantern ended up going through. It might have started where I where I started, but it ended up someplace different. Also, Oz also said, "I'm always here like herpes," and then he's astonished that Seven Eleven had tacos. There it is, and they're like four for like a dollar fifty. Can I talk about another DC rumor real quick? Yeah, go ahead. It's news. This is your segment. Oh, this is my segment. Oh. Well, that, whoever wants to bring up news. Okay, uh, so word on the street is the executives at HBO Max are like in love with Zack Snyder's vision for Justice League, and are 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 supposedly allegedly doing a uh, a Justice League two already, and Justice League two is going to be another like four-hour episodic series just like how Justice League is ending up being. Which, that's blowing my mind that even that's even a thing that's happening. Because, like, I mean, Justice League in and of itself is enough for me to be like, wow, like, it's crazy that, like, I don't understand why the Snyder people give, like, Like, why they give him so much credit for... Like, I'm just like, you know, don't get... Like, I like I, I like some of the stuff that Zack Snyder has done in the past. Mm-hmm. I just don't... Like, I, I've put it in the place where it belongs, in my, in my opinion. And I don't understand, like, when these folks were like, oh, we gotta release the Snyder Cut, and it became, like, a movement. I don't know what Zack Snyder has done for people to engender that sort of loyalty, because nothing he's made has been that good that you're like, oh, we got, we need his vision. In my opinion. Like, Zack Snyder is, is great with, or maybe not even great. He's good when it comes to, like, adapting something and making it look good for movies. Like, you know, whether you're talking about, like, Watchmen or 300 or something like that. Or the Guardians of Guahubu. Is that the Owl movie? Yeah. Did he do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I like I like that. Yeah. You, you like Sucker Punch? No, I do like Sucker Punch, but Sucker Punch from a story perspective is a mess. From a visual perspective, it's I, mean, I was high, so I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm here to tell But don't go into Sucker Punch being like, oh, I'm going to come away with a deep message in regards to, like, what the characters were trying to convey to me. Like, that's just not going to happen because... I don't know that Zack Snyder knew what he was trying to do with those characters as much as he had them in scenarios and 
you know, like he was like, that would look cool. And it's like, yeah, I mean, he's right. It 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 looked cool. There's no substance there. That's weird. I remember it being pretty coherent. Well, I mean, tell me what Sucker Punch is about. Uh, a girl is in a mental a hospital and she wants to get out. Yeah. So she but, does. Well, she doesn't, but her friend does because she gets caught. Well, she doesn't because she can't get out. She's locked into a wall, into four walls. Instead, her way out is in her own mind. Like, that concept, that's a high-ass concept that maybe he didn't execute well enough for you, Larry, but that alone, like, that's a, to me, that's amazing. And, like, everything that happens in her mind to help her kind of cope with reality is kind of cool. But again, I, I mean, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, I, I agree 100% that everything that happens in the movie happens inside the young lady's mind. I don't know that, like, I, like, I guess, let me say it like this. You very well might be giving the narrative more credit than, than Snyder intended. I know I am because it took that one uh, that one Coldplay album to make sense of that movie because <laughs> I knew that's what the movie was about but the story in that uh, I don't even know the name of it I just heard one song from it on the radio but it really encapsulated what that movie is it's a similar concept similar thing and uh, I'm like oh that made me understand that movie a lot better after the fact yeah like I mean there's a lot of fan theories that are like this oh, is those. This is what it is. Man. I'm just saying that I don't know that that's supported by what you see on the screen, but I could be wrong. Either you way, are. either way, he still made all those terrible DC movies. Yeah, but that's I mean, you know, whether, you know, and and it's like I mean, you can tell me or you can try to convince me that those movies aren't terrible, but I disagree. You know, <laughs> so. I think Snyder benefits a lot from Trump's America. Absolutely, it, yeah. it feels just like that. Where there it's just is, like there is a uh, a Venn diagram where <laughs> like he can be for these things yeah. and like these movies, yeah, and absolutely. and then be the biggest DC fan when it comes to Snyder. And you hit that checklist of like loving Fast and Furious, uh, <laughs> loving sports, uh, loving thinking Trump and believing in the LGBTQ. Enough. I didn't realize like how huge the contingent of people are that genuinely feel that the Justice League movie that got released in theaters wasn't good, and that's Joss Whedon's fault. Right. And I'm like, Joss Whedon. The dude that gave us Firefly and Buffy and Avengers, like this guy, huh? Astonishing X-Men. Astonishing, right. This guy is the dude that gave you the bad, like the the reason Justice League failed is because of him? Like everything that he's done on his own has been great. Like everything that, that Zack Snyder has done on his own is questionable in my opinion. I'm just saying like, you know, like what... What story has has Zack Snyder wrote that you're like like on his own like not an adaptation but on his own that you're like man Zack Snyder killed that narrative? I don't think there is anything. 
So I don't know, man. I like, but but it definitely is. It feels like one of those things where it's like, yeah, up is down and right is left, because cats are like Zack Snyder, for whatever reason, deserves like credit for stuff that he hasn't actually done. Right. And meanwhile, there are other people out here that are like really talented. It's like, I know a dude that literally like. <laughs> He says, I can't vote for Trump because he won't denounce uh, he won't denounce white supremacy, but I can't vote for Biden because he can't denounce Antifa. And it's like, like technically we're all anti-fascists. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like, Antifa's not like a thing thing. Yeah. And white supremacists like has been a thing for years. Like, you I mean, country like you get it. to you get to choose what faction of white supremacy that you want to denounce. Right, depending on what <laughs> depending on what the dues are, or which one you want to be a part of, depending on their right. union benefits. <laughs> <laughs> right, or their right. yogurt land discounts. <laughs> or their right. republic and New Balance like discounts. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, man. But, so it's 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 wild. I don't get it, but hey. In, but in that guy loves Snyder. He hates Joss Whedon. Loves Snyder. How can you like? Why would what's he hate Joss Whedon for? He didn't like Avengers. He loved Avengers. Okay, so like, then I'm he a loved DC Joss guy. Whedon. But I'm a, he's like I'm a DC guy. I'm like, whoa, look. So like, then, what did Joss Whedon do to him to make him be like, oh, I'm not a fan of Joss Whedon though? Honestly, this guy might think like all the abuse things that came out. Which I still maintain may be largely false uh, of Joss Whedon. Like the Ray Park stuff? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Before that, like his ex wife doing it. Oh, okay. Like all that stuff. Uh, I think if I actually told him that, he might be for Joss Whedon. He would be for Joss Whedon because he's yeah. his wife? He's like, I can, I can get behind this guy. He oh. speaks to me. He likes me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think he'd be like that. Oh, I don't know what that means, but okay. Yeah, no, I just that's the type of dude that dude is. Oh, jeez, that's not fun. Yeah, it's not. But uh, yeah. Yeah. What else is news? It's a little out of our wheelhouse, but uh, Mick Foley lost fifty thousand followers in one night for criticizing Trump. Really. Yeah. What did he say about Trump? Um, he said that uh, he suggested that maybe there should be witnesses at the trial. And at what trial? I believe he's uh, talking about the uh, impeachment trial. Oh, but like from before or? Yeah. Wait, did he say that recently? Yes. He said there should have been witnesses at the impeachment trial. What made Mick Foley decide to step out on that branch all of a sudden? Like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just like, it was like, brother, you like, why, why are you endangering your livelihood? Like for something that's six months overdue. Like, it's like impeachment's over. He should just been like, go vote. And kept his followers. <laughs> Go vote. 
I guess that's not the only thing he says. Mm-hmm. But that was like the main thing where people uh, got pissed off. But oh, wow. He also went on to describe Trump, uh, Trump as heartless, a jerk, a douchebag, and a person of indescribable cruelty. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not saying that any of that's untrue. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, like, okay, well, hey. I mean, okay. Now, look, yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I, don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to leave say. Leave it to Mick Foley to do it in character because that's something mankind would do. <laughs> like, do it all late and still make the same, <laughs> but just late and, and it doesn't really affect the outcome of WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So. And I guess the good news in all of this is uh, he does note that him and Vince McMahon have disagreed on politics for years, so it won't affect his, like, actual career or anything. Well, but, I mean, wait, 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 is he still in the WWE? He does stuff with them still. Occasionally, yeah. Wow. Or writes for them now. He writes for them, and I think he'll eventually do something like, uh, like the manager, like the Jimmy Hart kind of role. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or Bobby yeah. Heenan. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um. Also, and I don't have the story in front of me, so you know. Take it with a grain of salt. Right. But apparently, uh, Warner Brothers Animation is going to be taking over the curation of all the uh, kid-friendly content on HBO Max. Really? At HBO Max. I don't know if they were unhappy with them or they just didn't want to do it anymore. But a WB animation is going to be taking over for them. Now, Joe, as somebody who likes HBO Max's animation slate and and a lot of what they've been doing, how do you feel about that? Um, honestly, I would rather them be independent, or I would rather them do it in house. But at the same time, it's not like they're super outside of WB animation. I mean, right. half the shit, like with the exception of the Crunchyroll collection. Yeah. Um, and the Disney stuff. Uh, yeah, and the Miyazaki stuff. Right. Like, it is all WB animation. Right. So. Because even like Infinity Train was that. What's mm-hmm. the other one with the, the sitcom with the married couple? The married couple with the with the little girl. I don't um, know what you're talking. The about. guy, the regular show guy that did oh, it. Oh, right, out there. Out there, yeah. Oh, I don't know what that. I mean, I'm sorry, not out there. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah, you were close enough. <laughs> Never knows what it is, but it, it does sound it does sound more familiar when you say close enough. But you probably didn't. Not, I don't think it, it's what. Yeah. JG Quinto. Yeah, I'm still kind of not 100%. 100%. The guy that did a regular show? 
Yeah, no, no, I, I get that aspect, but you know, forgive me. I just I don't I don't remember. You did watch it, or no, you didn't watch it. Yeah, he didn't watch it. You were having issues still at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah Look, that's. I don't like how that makes me sound like I like had like some sort of mental breakdown. Like, no, <laughs> it was when we were trying to make having me... issues at the time. It's like there, there's nothing wrong with having a mental breakdown, but I don't think I had one, so I don't know that I appreciate the way you made that sound. You just didn't know that you had to like you had HBO Max already. Real quick, right, but yeah. In chat, Pinball Wiz says another JL movie. Isn't COVID enough? <laughs> Good job, Pinball. <laughs> Good I like job. the name too. Yeah, Pinball with. It reminds yeah. me of the the Who. <laughs> okay. I listen. I don't know enough about the Who to know why that should. Well, one of their best songs is Pinball Wizard. No, well, there you go. Um, uh, in other news, Mirka mm-hmm. Andolfo's Mercy is getting yeah. a seductive sequel. Merciless. I did see that. I and, did see uh, that. That's gonna be cool. Now I really have to finish Mercy. Uh, <laughs> I'm so happy for that. Yeah. Like I've been loving Mercy. Yeah, so they we got some like the story is really good. The art is gorgeous. But the story is really good. Yeah. And the characters, like everything is moving together. It's good. If you're not reading it and you're in the gothic horror, you should definitely be reading it. Like if you like the color out of space, you should definitely be reading Mercy. Yeah, that's that's good. Was going to be my segue if we didn't have news stories, because it it is there is a through line there, um, but it will be in comic shops in late 2021, which is roughly what a year and a half or two. Since it was here, Mercy came to the U.S.? Yeah, I think so. Because it was in November in Italy, in Europe, and then, like, in March here, but then COVID stopped it. Yeah. So, yeah. We should talk about the Batwoman images. Oh, yeah. I I got a... Yeah. I'm not... I mean, it looks cool, but I wish it's... I feel it's a missed opportunity to like kind of redesign it and do something different, you know, because it is a character that's not in the comic and they have this opportunity to just essentially give you a whole different show with the same feel and really kind of take the chances instead of just changing the comic book, you know? Like you're thinking like Babs Tar should have designed the costume. Well, yeah. And, oh, you know, that'd be interesting. But yeah. but that's that's so. But you're not saying like give her the bat girl look, like the new bat girl look. You're saying no, but bat tar should should given bat woman her own like new. Unique what I'm look. saying is, yeah, the difference between the bat girl and the Babs tar bat girl costume was like it was really good. Like it was different. Yeah. But it really worked. Right. Like, right. You could do the same thing with the bat woman costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm not saying make a Batwoman a Burnside costume, but I'm saying just like let her like change it, uh, like change it up and. But you know, even see what she, what she has like envisions for the Batwoman. Even the the like the 
I don't know what the show is yet, but like the tone of the show could be different. Like they literally could just do a whole new show that's still Batwoman and take some chances, do something different that you know, I know Oz he would always say, like, yeah, you can change the actress all you want, but the writing's still shit, you know? Yeah. And uh and th- this is a good opportunity. This just essentially like the the when we saw the preview images of the other Batwoman, like this is even this almost the same background. Like you're doing the same <laughs> shit again. Like and it's fine. Like it looks good, but I, I it is a missed opportunity for a show to really like you know, you're always trying to take chances ruining elongated man and plastic man on the flash, but then you do this. <laughs> like yeah, all of a sudden you're like, it needs to feel like the original. You know? It's interesting. It would be nice to get a different writer on this. Like, I mean, I would definitely love to see like the Cecil Castellucci's oh yeah TV show, yeah. Batman TV show. I will say for me, like from the neck down, it looks great. Yeah, the the cowl doesn't do it for me, and I know Oz had mentioned how he didn't like how the eyes aren't like blacked out. And you know what? I, I feel where he's coming from with that. Like, I could totally see, like, you know, a little bit of dark makeup under the eyes would not be a bad thing. And then also, too, I feel like w- while the hair looks better than it did when you had uh, Ruby Rose, like, I'm still, I'm still not feeling this hair either. Like, it makes more sense. Like it, it looks more, I guess, more natural. But at the same time, it kind of looks like weird to me. Where I'm just like, so, so I'm just like the hair people on this it, show need to go. It looks uh, like a thousand times better than Starfire. Well, yeah, but that's a low bar too, man. Like nobody's asking this show to be like. We need you to to make sure you get better than the Titans bar, like. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying Batwoman before, like the one before, last season was a better show than Titans necessarily, but it kind of was. At least than season one. So, like, I'm not sure that what from what I'm seeing, as far as costuming is concerned, strictly costuming, I'm not sure that this is a better version of the show than we got last season. But, you know, I'll, I'll try it when it comes and we'll see. Because I know, like, I only was able to get through one episode of the last Bat Woman show. And if I can get through more than one, then I guess technically it's. Well, no, two, because I did watch the crossover. But it was the worst part. Which is crazy <laughs> because Supergirl was a part of it, too. And Supergirl's a terrible show, too. <laughs> so I don't know what to say. Like, you know, it's like. I, it's a, like it's not like the characters like Supergirl I could understand more so why it's like okay like Supergirl comics aren't that great all the time so I could understand why a Supergirl TV show might not necessarily be a good TV show like Bat, of- Batwoman comics are usually amazing so if you're not making a good Batwoman television show that's because somebody that's writing these stories isn't doing their job or their research or whatever. One of the most interesting things to happen to Supergirl in comics was 
you know, her disdain for humanity and mm-hmm. being Earth. In and, New 52, yeah, yeah, that was amazing. And I think the, a show like that and having humanity redeem itself to her, even if it's just one season mm-hmm. of disdain and then the second season of her acceptance mm-hmm. and then the third season of her becoming Earth's champion. Yeah. For whatever reason, Superman can't yeah. do it. Uh, you know, uh, would would have been good. Look, yeah, her got canceled, right? Probably. What? Supergirl. Yeah, I think they did cancel it, and they're doing the Superman, the new Superman with Lois Lane TV show. But but Lois and Clark. I I don't think it's called Lois and Clark, right? It's called like maybe it might be called Clark and Lois. I don't know. <laughs> no, really, it might actually be called that. I don't know, but <laughs> either way. But but either way, what I'm saying is, based on the story that you were just talking about, Mo, not only would that be a more interesting character to watch on television, but it would actually justify having a Superman in the show that is on the sidelines. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, that Superman is still Superman, and when he's not saving the world, he drops in on his cousin and is like, hey, you should be like acting better because you have all this power and you could be really be helping people and if she's just like hey I'm not about that life then it like it makes sense for him to like dip in you get to see Superman and get excited about that and he dips out because he's like hey I gotta go on my own adventures well I'm just trying to convince you to help me out here because you have as much power as I do or almost as much so you know like get on that get on board but that's not the show they made instead they made a show where Supergirl is pretending to be Superman and then Superman comes in, and then you're like, well, why isn't Superman doing this? Because he's Superman, and she's not. And it just, it's a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> for no good reason. Oz in chat says it's Superman and Lois. Is it called Superman and Lois? That's, That's such a bad title. Yeah. I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> like, like, right. Like, they made, like, you know, for really, I was just like, it's not Lois and Clark. It's, it's definitely, like, Clark and Lois or something like that. But if it's sober, Superman and Lois, yeah, that Lois, that's that's terrible. That's but up like it, with, uh, with Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. Oh, dude, it's like, dude, I don't get it, man. These cats oh. over here, they're not they're not creative. Why don't they just make a Jimmy Olsen TV show? Because people hate black Jimmy Olsen. Everybody got quiet. Damn, they do hate black Jimmy Olsen. Well, you hated black Jimmy Olsen too. And not because he was black Jimmy Olsen, he was just not a good Jimmy Olsen. It's because he didn't have freckles. They should have hired a light skinned black guy with freckles. Or just, you know, they do (laughs) face, like the brown face. Like, just, you know. I mean, I know dark people or darker people can have freckles. You have freckles. I don't have freckles. I have like a mole. That's not the same. (laughs) <laughs> not the same thing I feel like you know like Nia has freckles yeah but she she's a little bit lighter well not she's a lot lighter than me but yeah she's like in the middle as far as the spectrum goes for black yeah. people that's sweet caramel there you go I like I don't like the way you said that though tone it goddamn down Moses tone, like, I, tone I, it down I didn't say it like I said it about Domino so <laughs> 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 and Domino I, I accentuated a sweet <laughs> <laughs> I said that's Luke Carroll. That's just the bar. That's the the mark on the bar. That's absolute, all. Clinical. Absolute. Clinical. Man. So yeah, I don't listen. I don't understand what Warner Brothers like. What decisions they make over there. I like. I'm telling you, 
if they let me like give me one week, I could put them on the right path. And I'm not even a DC fan. Yeah. Hey, look, that's the messed up part. Like I'm not even a DC fan like that. And I I know in one week I'm like, here's what you do. Fo- follow these plans. And I be- I guarantee you, I can't say that I won't mess around and be like, oh, you're gonna be the most successful company making comic book movies. I'm not gonna say that. But I'll say you'll be better off with this plan than you would be doing what you've been doing. <laughs> that's what I can tell you. A black compact in chat says, I got freckles. That's true. Listen, and the funny thing is that it don't even matter which one it is, because they both have freckles for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Hey. Like, what up, Ninja? What up, Panda? <laughs> <laughs> um, in other news, they released the shot, conceptual shot. I don't I can't share my screen like that, but I don't know if you can see it. But Oz put it in in our pre-production text and that's the Red Hood on uh, Titans on HBO Max for season 3 uh, it looks good but it's just conceptual Photoshop shit it's not even like I think it's CGI <laughs> <laughs> they really just CGI'd uh, fucking what's his face um, I don't know if I like it yeah, it, it, I mean, it looks fine. It looks like anything you'd get in a video game. Like, mm-hmm. it's what it looks like. We'll see what it looks like in action. Um, as much as I've hadn't liked Titans with the decisions they make in terms of design on certain things, ultimately, the stuff they actually put, the stuff with extra accessories and shit, looks good. Hawk and Dove look amazing. Deathstroke look good. Um, you know, and, and I, I assume this guy's going to look fine. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like they're not gonna mess up. It's the people that didn't wear costumes that look terrible, like <laughs> Starfire and Beast Boy. And yeah. uh Raven looked bad at first, but they, they did okay with it. Look, Beast Boy looks fine if you paint him green. Yeah. I just yeah, pretend he's white. green. Huh? Yeah, so Beast Boy is too white. I mean he's Asian, right? Doesn't matter. He's not green. That's He's definitely point. not green. Yeah. And definitely Starfire is too black. Oh, listen. I don't like the way you said that, though. See? Listen. See how... Look, he was just like... He, he said Beast Boy is too white and said it with, like, lovingly. <laughs> but when he's like, and Starfire is too the black. <laughs> Damn it, Joe. Need you to soften that up a little bit, man. How you say black like how you say white? Joe could, <laughs> could be the first black president with that rhetoric. <laughs> He's like, and in my opinion, we should bring back Jim Crow. Can I get an amen? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, but yeah, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, kinda kinda oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. No, I kind of want the t-shirt. The MAGA t-shirt. The MAGA t-shirt. The which one? A t-shirt with Jim Crow, like the dude from Dumbo. No, man, if you don't stop it with this. (laughs) If you don't stop it. Uh, Real quick, I just want to mention, I know, Mo, earlier you had uh, put, or we're talking about the the alien variant covers. Oh, yeah. And so I do have some of those that we can look at. This is the Alien and like honestly, I'm only put like the only two 
that I think are worth like actually showing is this Venom and Alien one, which I'm like, that's really good. Yeah, no, it, it's it's amazing. It's amazing, and I'm not I'm not even reading Venom right now, but I might mess around and uh, get that joint because I'm like that joint is really good. Yeah, it, it and, uh, one of one of my things when this whole deal went down with Disney not you know getting the rights to Alien and Predator and Marvel you know gonna be doing everything mm-hmm. was how they're gonna bring them cause really so anybody they put in these variants was like man that would be a good fight you know how they do like the Batman versus Alien and Predator shit like that you know I, I'm, a ho- I'm hoping 100% that Marvel doesn't like I don't want them to do it at all but with these covers it's like they do them because re- realistically I say this realistically about fake ass comic book <laughs> but realistically anybody they put up against an alien or predator like could take on them easy you know what I mean um, in these covers but it gives you that little bit of fantasy like man yeah. that would maybe I would want to see that but I know I don't but it's like when I saw the Thor just go at it <laughs> with an alien with the hammer like yeah or Wolverine an yeah. alien you know like almost anybody in the Marvel universe can just go toe to toe with an alien or predator Listen, you know? this is this is uh, the Captain Marvel one, which I think is worth mentioning only because yeah. it's like a homage to oh, yeah. actual aliens. Yeah, which hey. is which is great. Like this is this is like somebody that understands both both of these franchises and put them together yeah. on a cover in a way that makes a lot of sense. And I'm like, oh, either one. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like like I don't think Captain Marvel would be apprehensive of an alien. Well, yeah, but it's 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 a variant coverage. Well, nobody has ever no. seen, nobody that's ever fought the brood would be apprehensive of an alien. You know? Yeah, no, it's, it's yeah, it's like, it's it's just, yeah. it's literally just like, it's, it's like fan service, right? Yeah. So, and like if you're going to put those two things together then, you know, like. brand. It should what? should have been brand. Yeah. What's her name? The chick I'm I'm not yeah. really Yeah, know. Abigail Brand. No, no, Brand, yeah, Abigail Brand. You you said it right. And no, this is the I meant I wasn't saying uh not brand. I said either brand or that one uh shield agent that I'm not a fan of. Maria Hill? Yeah. Like, yeah. Maria been. Hill would make a little bit more sense in regards to being apprehensive. Right. I feel like if you if you're like if you feel like Captain Marvel shouldn't be apprehensive. I feel like Maria Brand, I mean Maria Brand, I'm sorry, Abigail Brand should be even less apprehensive because she would like uh, Abigail Brand would like know the aliens are on the planet before they land. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah, so I would definitely put my money on Brand. Yeah. Here's the Wolverine cover but you I were talking about. I like about her now. more than Captain Marvel, so I just enjoy seeing it. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't know, uh, I I don't think that I've mentioned it. So, but so I'll do it now. But uh, they're they're actually coming out with a new sword comic. Oh, good. Um, yeah, and so Abigail Abigail Brand is like basically running that, and it's it's oh. in the. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah, it's good that she's running it because actually the last time we had sword, Captain Marvel was in charge. Yeah, I mean, te- technically, <laughs> look, actually, Joe, no, 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 technically, it was like uh. It was like Sword, but it was technically Alpha Flight. No. 
I know she was in Alpha Flight, but at one point she was in Sword, like the leader of Sword. Yeah, it, it was before the Alpha Flight thing. Yeah, Brandon gotten demoted. I don't remember why. Oh, yeah, it had something to do with I forgot who she let slip past the radar, but someone got past the radar and she got demoted. No, I, I, I agree with you, and I think that I think we're talking about the same like storyline. I just think that I think that it was it like they put Captain Marvel in Abigail Brand's spot, but I think it was technically Alpha Flight. I don't think it was actually Sword, was it? I, I, I think it was. It, yeah. You might you know, be right. I've misremembered things before. Hey, listen, you got a be much better memory than I do. So. And I usually misremember it, but I say it in a way that it's true anyway. So fuck. <laughs> Look, and I will say that this sword comic is 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 coming out of the events of uh of Empire, but it's actually like an X Men book. I gotta finish Empire. Yeah, and so it's like it'll be interesting because it's like the uh, I can't you know I, I we don't have time for me to pull it up right now, but. Um, like Magneto is involved, and and Young Cable, and like, uh, Frenzy. Like it's it's basically X Men characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be really interesting, and it's basically like kind of like, it's Abigail Brand kind of like, forcing the issue. Like, hey, you all took me out this spot. Everybody like, it, or at least what it feels like is like you took me out this spot. And because you took me out the spot, everybody slept on the Koati and they damn near took over the planet. And I like if you all don't want me in that job, that's fine, but I'm gonna do what I need to do to make sure that Earth is safe. And so it's like her basically kinda like taking over to be back in that role in more of a rogue kind of maneuver. Nice. Yeah. Uh, real quick in chat, uh, Tiger Claw says, I can see the alien bursting out of Wolverine's chest, and of course Wolverine will live because of his healing factor. Uh, to which Oz replies, Tiger, it wouldn't burst through the chest because of the adamantium on the breastbone. Uh, to which Tiger says, what about the acid? Wouldn't that burn through adamantium? And Oz says, the acid is their blood. It would bleed to death first. <laughs> Assuming it could even burn through adamantium. I I don't know that alien blood could burn through adamantium. I'll say... One of the interesting things about the alien blood, the alien acid blood, is how acidic it is often depends on the writer. Yeah. Because you have one writer will say it'll go through a couple of floors. Mm-hmm. One writer will say it can go through an entire ship. Yeah. And it's unfortunately inconsistent. Yeah. But I could imagine some writer trying to say, oh, it does burn through adamantium. Well, See, but that would be the messed up part, though, because technically... With as as robust as adamantium is supposed to be, like alien blood, as much as people like, or I should say this, in the scope of how 
much alien blood can can or how corrosive it is. Right. It's never gone against anything as as strong as adamantium. But what it has gone up against it would be that head crest of what? Of the xenomorph. That little like and it will it won't burn through that. So that would make that head crest stronger than adamantium. In that scenario. Yeah, but that that's not true because you can exactly so you can shoot an adam you can shoot an alien in the head. But that's what I'm saying. So technically, yeah. it wouldn't go through adamantium just based on the information we have yeah. already. Even yeah. no matter what writer does. The the mess the more messed up part is because we know it probably can't go through adamantium. That's probably like the worst thing for Wolverine because he could totally get impregnated. Yeah. But it's gonna try to burst through his chest, like yeah. I said, and it yeah. can't. And it does die inside of him. And like, how do you get that out? Like, it's it's gonna it'll get out eventually. Yeah, he'll shoot it this, out. Eventually. This fool. I mean, I think he would have to throw it up probably. Because yeah. it's not in his intestinal tract. It's more so. It's it's closer to like his lungs than anything else, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's like he would have to kind of like heave it up, and that that's like the worst. Yeah, we would probably have to like vomit a stillborn alien. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and you know what's even more oh, fucked up, oh. Larry? Even more fucked up is the fact that we're continuing this conversation of Marvel heroes versus aliens. Marvel's listening. Gonna be like, you know what? Maybe we should do a series of this, even no, if it's please, canon. Marvel, don't do it. It's a bad idea. Just make good alien comics like you're doing with Star Wars. Just do that. Yeah. Just do that. When Dover hired that jackass that made it so that the aliens got burned by baking soda. Who was that? I don't remember the guy's name, but that was the dumbest alien book I ever read. That was on Dark Horse? Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't oh. hire that Dark Horse jackass. <laughs> Look, don't, say, don't say jackass, Larry. I think that oh. might be Liam Sharp. Damn, was Liam Sharp? Liam Sharp doesn't write. It was that New Dawn, right? Like Aliens New Dawn or No, it was one of the novels. No, oh, okay, so not Dark Horse. No, Dark Horse did the novels. Oh, okay. Like I mean Liam Sharp does write stuff sometimes, but he Yeah, but he, he that. did that alien one of those Dark Horse aliens um, reviewed that Joe didn't like. Well, Liam, if I called you a jackass I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have done that with the baking soda, Liam. You knew. Why would baking soda burn aliens? Because it's a base to the acid. Right. So oh. it neutralizes. So chemically, technically, you... That's actually more, not a bad idea. Yeah, but you would get more of a reaction than yeah. Like, yeah. neutralization. You know they would what? have to ingest it. Or, yeah. It's not their... It, they, did they toss it on their skin, Jay? Or yeah. was it... Yeah, no, yeah. that's not going to work. They'd probably have, you'd have to feed them. You'd have to find a way to get it maybe into the bloodstream. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> but, but Conceptually. I yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, let's review some stuff. I'm sorry. I feel like I've talked way Which too much. Movie or comic? Let's do, let's do the movie first, and then we'll do the comic. That works for everybody? Yeah. Yep. All right. 
So let's talk about. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's it's just it's our scary movie review music, but I didn't revision it. So. <laughs> Listen, it sounds fantastic. I was just like, damn, this is going on forever. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like I've actually conducted this orchestra at this point. I'm like, oh no. It's like no, just just follow my lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's only thirty eight seconds long. Okay. Uh, Color out of, out of space. space. Color Out of Space is a Shudder exclusive. Thank you, Shudder, for giving Larry a uh, review copy with an extra diaper so that he, <laughs> he can watch it comfortably without having to leave to the bathroom when he shits himself. <laughs> the, the scariness. Because <laughs> uh, a lot. Uh, it, this is based on the H.P. Lovecraft story, Color Out of Space. There's been plenty of adaptations. Uh... And uh, this one is the closest to the original source material without being all that close, per se. Uh, but it, it is, it's a movie about a, a Nicolas Cage and his family live out in, in the farm, and a meteorite hits and uh, emits some toxic radiation that actually has some sort of purpose and it wrecks life for everybody. Yes. That 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 is correct. Hey, did you watch this movie, right? Yeah, I I did watch it. Um I kind of enjoyed it. Like there are a few subtle touches that I really enjoyed. Oh yeah. Um, my favorite of which was the at one point uh, Nicholas Cage's daughter is uh, being attacked and after the attack is dealt with instead of going to like rescue like to go comfort her right away he actually stands there for like a moment just in shock mm-hmm. like an actual person would do which was like that was really cool to me like Normally, they would just have him go right away, but no, he's like intently staring because he can't believe what the fuck he just saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of Nicolas Cage does a good job here because he gives you the Nicolas Cageisms. Yeah. That are definitely. normally a, a little over the top or hokey. But Only a little, can... huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I enjoy them a lot. I, I, I do too. I, I, can't, I can't say, like, He's good at being just the like, you know. Sometimes I think about leaving Las Vegas, you know. <laughs> but then another one, he's like, ah, <laughs> like you know. He's the meme Nicholas Cage. Yeah, and it's like, ah, you know, like face off Nicholas Cage. Right. Like, yeah, you know, that's my joint. <laughs> Raising Arizona, where he's just like a bumbling like slapstick guy, and uh, he he's good at what he does. And yes. uh, he, a lot of people don't appreciate it, but I do. Even in, in Ghost Rider, like, yeah, <laughs> I enjoyed him in Ghost Rider, not for 
not for you know for the the oh that's the ghost rider but I, i'm glad i'm glad i got to live to see that oh yeah that's another that's another one where he does the nicholas cageisms right yeah like he um, really over the top but he does like when he's not being over the top he's still being nicholas cage yeah. <laughs> like, that's really good yeah um it's like a couple weeks ago mo I mentioned being a Nicolas Cage fan, and you're like, "Have you seen this movie?" Wait, oh wait, wait, no, that wasn't this movie, huh? That was a different movie. It might have been this movie because I've been wanting to see this movie for a while. Okay, so I think it was this movie, and you're like, "Well, you're no Nicolas Cage fan if you haven't seen this movie." And you know, I was just like, "What is this? What is Moses talking about?" Like, I'm like, "This movie that just barely came out anyway," (laughs) and and talking about you're not Nicolas Cage fan if you've seen this movie. And I watched this joint, and I was like, "Okay, I get it." Like yeah, like as your Nicholas Cage fan, you have to watch this joint. You're right. I I still haven't. Say again. You have to watch Mom and Dad too. Okay, I will watch Mom and Dad. At the time I told you that I hadn't seen this movie yet, so (laughs) I just wanted you to watch it because it's a horror movie and it's H.P. Lovecraft. And if you're an H.P. Lovecraft fan, there's certain things that just the movies just don't feel like the stories, yeah, you know. Yeah, and it happens with every movie. Like Dagon is just is it's a good movie, but it's really just the Dunwich horror, and I forget what other just meld it together to give you some semblance of a uh, a story that like kind of fits. Because a lot of like like even this movie, Color Out of Space, like the book basically follows Ward the hydrologist mm-hmm. and it's him just coming to survey the land and seeing this family and then watching them go through everything not knowing what it is yeah seeing the effects and this movie isn't that per se right it still gives you that yeah but you see it through their eyes so even if it's not the like family's eyes yeah yeah if it's still not like the book in that sense it's like in addition to what you read mm-hmm. and um oh good I, I did want to ask you like concerning Ward the hydrologist <laughs> yeah he's not black in the book <laughs> well that oh. wasn't my issue oh okay <laughs> it's Lovecraft of course he wasn't black yeah <laughs> but one of the things that I thought was weird was everyone was always consulting him like on stuff yeah like, He's a hydrologist, but they're asking him about this meteor. And yeah. Asking him to look at this body. Yeah. Like, it's a little Gary Stewish kind of. Like, is it like that in the book, or is there? I don't. A reason? I don't what's that reference mean? What's Gary Stewish? It's like a Mary Sue. Oh. Guy. Oh, I don't. I didn't even know that reference. Got it. Yeah. Because Mary Sue, the main thing definition is like. Or one of the main things about a Mary Sue is like they're basically in a position of authority for no good reason. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Right. So is that the case in the book? No, in the book, it's you're reading this guy's diary entries of going out and dealing with these things and just his interpretation of it. So they they might do that. 
because he's there working and he's the closest thing. It's also yeah, it's he, a super small town. And well, not only that, it's a it's a rural part of a super small town, yeah. a world that's modern. And the book takes place in like the twenties, like during the Dust Bowl, where you're in the boonies. There's nobody there, and then yeah. some says he's a hydrologist. Like that's the closest thing to science you're gonna get. Right, right. And that was exactly the the, the feel I got from the movie. Where like this yeah. fool is the most educated person in this whole town. Yeah, but it doesn't really come. Well, they convey it well, but it it doesn't resonate with us that way now because our world is modern. Like, we've all known people, oh, I'm going to go live in rural land, and it's like Malibu, you know? (laughs) It's like there's still cell service sometimes. No, but I I totally got the idea that this joint is like a small town. And while, while, you know, I'll give the mom props in the sense like, okay, the mom is like some sort of like – yeah financial consultant or day trader or something like she does something with the stock market i don't know what the dad does like they don't ever tell us right or do they tell us he's a painter like he wanted to be a fine artist well he wanted to be an artist but his dad wouldn't let him do that yeah what what did he do he raises alpaca no no that's what he does now what did he do before in the like book, they never tell us what his job was. In the book, he's just like the 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 eldest son that gets the farm and just tills the land. Oh, okay. Hey, hey. And guess what? Like that might make perfect sense whenever the story is written. Yeah. In, in the sense now, it's kind of like okay, well, this guy, like we get, I get that his dad didn't want him to be an artist. Yeah. This fool had to be something before he came to this farm, but they never tell us what that is. Right. So this fool is just like yeah. Like he he is all in on these alpaca, <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like it's like okay, hey, I'm not here to tell you alpaca are or like, at the very least you could breed alpaca. I would think, even well, though he's like he's like well breeding alpaca is not the future apparently. Yeah, the future of alpaca is in the milk, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Which is not, <laughs> it's in their wool. Well, it was. But he's not. They're not. They don't shave the alpaca though. Yeah, no, no. It was like in the meat. You said the 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 uh, daughter was saying like the future of alpaca's wool, but the father was saying the future is meat. Yeah, in the meat, right? And but but he's not trying to breed them. It doesn't feel like. No, he cooks them. He does when. Uh, you know the the one scene where. He's eating the meat and he say, like spits it out. He says it never turns out right. Like he gets all like over the top angry. No, no, uh, that's the, that's the, with the tomatoes, right? No, that was no. The he, he did it when he cooked the meal for the mom, the favorite meal. Oh, but no, that wasn't alpaca. That was, that was a whole bunch of other stuff, it was right? Ducks and other shit. No, yeah. That, no, I'm not talking about that scene. Oh. Uh, scene specifically when he's in the kitchen. And the mom is yelling at him because the internet uh, went down again. She's like, "I'm hemorrhaging clients." And that scene like, happens. That scene happens three times, Joe. Which one is it? <laughs> the one where she uses the actual word hemorrhaging. Like that scene happens twice. She only says hemorrhaging once. Oh, okay. Well then. That was when she was the most mad. That was right before uh, she goes and has her accident with the son. See, okay. Listen, I'll give you that. I, I maybe I don't remember it that way. Like I, I feel like he was what. I feel like 
the scene you're talking about is when he was eating tomatoes, but I might be misremembering. Which I believe. And cause because I feel like, like when he was doing that scene with the tomatoes, she hadn't cut herself yet. But that's that just goes to show that that scene happens more than once. That's that scene happens at least two times before she cuts herself. In fact, all the scenes are like that happen before she cuts herself. Yeah, this scene happened after she cut herself. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, so I don't even remember that. Because cause what I'm saying is, if it happened after she cut herself, then that means it happened after they got back to the farm. The alpacas were already, like, monsters. No, not yet. They were still, remember, there was a one point... They're, like, eating the flowers or something. Oh, oh yeah, I do remember that. You're right. They kept getting out. He got, yeah, he got angry because, and the kid was like, I tried to put him away. He's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, time isn't, isn't linear. <laughs> Which is the best excuse. Like, I feel like, I feel like, I like, if, if my kid came to me and was like, dad, I tried to do it, but time isn't linear. And he didn't say that outright, but that's what he was trying to say. <laughs> I would, I would accept that excuse. I'd be like, Really, son? Like, let's talk. Let's talk more. <laughs> really? No, I would. I would. I just feel like you know, because I feel like that's not something you just say. Like, as like you don't make up time isn't linear. Like, you, that's something you had experience. Yeah. Which right. which, right. which brings me which brings me to small white children. <laughs> <laughs> like, why why don't people in movies feel like small white children saying ominous things is as creepy as I feel they are? Why isn't that? <laughs> Like, I don't understand. Like, what is it about small white children that doesn't terrify other small, like, other white people when they say they, weird things? They're the future. I'm just saying, like, like, when, when, when you're a white person and your child is small and white and says something ominous, that doesn't creep them out? I don't think so. Oh, well. That feels like a, a genetic defect. <laughs> it feels to me as though they should be like here's what I know the black dude in the movie was like so wait say what <laughs> <laughs> the black dude in the movie went, so wait say what did you say though and he don't get me wrong he didn't like investigate further but he knew well enough to get out of there though he was like oh okay well I'll catch you next time <laughs> He was like, man, these small white kids are saying some craziness. <laughs> and he was like, I'm out. I'm out of Dodge, goddamn. And sure enough, he looked, he he made it out. So I don't know, man. I don't like I don't get it. I don't get it. Cause all I know is if my little brother and I happen to be a white kid, and he was like, Oh, I'm just sitting here playing with me and my friends, and I don't see nobody else, I'm either investigating further. Or telling some authorities like, "Hey, listen, man, my little brother's on some other stuff, <laughs> and either he needs to be committed or the place is haunted. One or the other. I don't care. Like, I don't. It doesn't even matter which one you believe. Whichever one of those two scenarios you want to believe, let's make that happen because dangerous things are afoot. And that's how I would say it if I was a white person. Dangerous things are afoot." Hopefully, hopefully that will convey the the amount of of gravitas necessary for someone to take it seriously. 
things are afoot. I will say, uh, there's also a scene with Nicolas Cage where he's talking to uh, the hydrologist, and uh, I said that wrong, but... Uh, no, no, you didn't. Oh, I did it? Oh, good. <laughs> he's talking to him, and he's asking Nicolas Cage where his family is, and he, like, points to the living room and is like, mm -hmm. they're all there. Yeah. Except Ben. He lives in the well now. Yeah, absolutely. Red flag. Out. I'm gone already. Oh. Every, they're all out here in this living room that's empty? Oh, and Ben lives in the well. Got it. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm like, oh, okay, Sheriff, you want, if you want to stay, you're armed and a civil servant. <laughs> I'm, I'm here voluntarily. It's like, maybe I'm trying to mess around and see if I can get with this little girl, like this daughter or whatever, which I don't even know if she's like an adult or not an adult. I don't know. But either way, even if she's like 18, 19. It's a rural country. Like, it doesn't matter. No, no. It absolutely matters, Jay. I know that you have different opinions. That's no, not it, like. It's love. It, it matters to me. But even if it don't matter to you, I'm just saying. No, I'm saying to him. Like, no, no. No, it should matter to him, though. Like, based on all his past performance. There's not enough, like, no strain should be good enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, he hasn't even been here yet. Like, it's like, listen, she's a white woman. They're all over the place. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, no, man, listen. I don't need to mess around and, like, like fight demons. <laughs> it's like, no. No, man, it's crazy. It's insane. It's, wait, here's the thing. Like, there was a point Boston, hello, say hello to Boston. Boston wants to be part of the show. All right, dude. Boston definitely should have been named G Spot. <laughs> That's hilarious. You're right. <laughs> Look, it's like every time when they're looking for the G Spot, I'm like, oh, he's looking for the G Spot. He can't find it, and then he's like, oh, he found the G Spot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just like wait. Here's the part of the whole thing that tripped me out, and this is what was like. This movie definitely like put me on edge at some points, and other points it made me laugh out loud. Yeah. And a point where I laughed out loud, where I was just like, like <laughs> this sequence is gonna sound crazy, but I promise you, for those of you that are listening, and you're like, wait, what? Just watch this movie. So you can understand what I'm saying to you here, okay? There's a point where the alpacas... I, I don't even know what the right word is. I don't know if they're, I guess, mu mutated probably is the right word. Once the alpacas mutate... Huh? When they got fused? Well, before that, or, okay. or in the process of that, and the alpacas are like... They're amalgamating. Are, are, are breathing lightning, oh, right? Yeah. So the mouth, the 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 uh, Packers breathe lightning and hit the mom and the baby, the little boy, that's out here talking all types of craziness, right? So I'm watching this joint and I'm like, oh damn, they done hit the baby and the mom with lightning. So of course they're screwed up, they're messed up. You know, it, it it's not like you know, it's not conventional lightning, but I'm sure it has some of the same properties as. <laughs> as lightning. So I'm like, they're hurt bad because they're all burnt up. 
And of course, when the the dad and the like the dad and the son are like, oh my god, look, they see them. I'm like, oh my god, they like we gotta move them. Which I'm like, I don't know if you should move those burnt people, but okay, cool. And the dad is like, Nicholas Cage is the dad. Nicholas Cage is like, call nine one one. And I'm just like, well, yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. You gotta call nine one one because they're all burnt up. But you, I haven't seen them yet. And then they actually show them, and I'm like, God damn, the mom and the little boy are fused together, God damn. Yeah. And I'm like, what do you think 911 is gonna do? <laughs> like, what? What ambulance ever comes on the scene and is like, oh, they're fused together. We get the jaws of life. Proper gurney for them. I was, I was just like. What? Who are you gonna call that's gonna be able to separate the mom and the baby from each other? <laughs> like, I was just like, why did he want them to call nine one one? Like that joint is not gonna work. Like I don't care. Like you could call whoever you want. Like there's no surgeon in the world that has ever seen this. And he was so mad at the son. For not calling nine one one immediately, when I'm just like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you can call somebody. Yeah, the hydrologist. But... <laughs> not right. Listen, the hydrologist is at least close. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> at the very least, you'd be like, hey, we can get an immediate opinion on what we should do in this situation. If that guy's the smartest dude in the in the town outside of the mom, cool. But I'm just like, 911, like you already done said the hospital is like an hour away. But even if the hospital is close, it's like, what are they, what is the EMT going to do when they get to the house and they're like, oh, the boy and the mom are fused together? I know if I was the EMT, I'd be just be like, uh, how did this happen? And then when you tell me, well, an alpaca shot lightning out of his mouth and fused the man, the, my wife and my son together, I'm just like, you're all on drugs. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and inject everybody here with like some sort of uh, anti overdose drug and leave. <laughs> it's just like cause this this is out this is outside my depth. Oddly enough, the uh, Frankenfran, the star of the comic we're reviewing, would be amazing in the situation. I, look, one like, and I had that exact same thought too. I watched the movie first. And watch and then read Frank and Fran afterwards. I'm like, they need a goddamn Frank and Fran. <laughs> Frank and Fran turns out is the foremost expert in this particular situation. <laughs> because she would at least be like, well, let me tell you how it is that we can make this a livable situation moving forward. Everybody else, I'm just like, wait, I was like, let me tell you, I was so confused because I was just like, wait, the mom and the the boy are fused together? Like the way everybody was acting was as if these fools were just like burnt up. Yeah. Nobody was acting as if this was a situation that was like outside the realm of what normally happens. I'm like, I've never heard of any, like, I don't care what happens. Like there's no, like whether people get blown up, hit by lightning, get like two people could be hugging each other in fire and they don't fuse together. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, but how, just like how, that's the beauty of that though because when they show you them fused together 
like what was your reaction larry i would have loved to have been a fly in the room oh dude i was sitting here like like i was confused because i was just like wait because because let me tell you a pack of shooting lightning was enough for me to be yeah. like damn why did that happen yeah like, why is the alpaca shooting lightning but i was like well they burnt up now <laughs> and then when I saw him, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. Dude. I'm like, they're damn near one person. I'm like, And I felt bad because I feel like the mom at least was, like, in control. I feel like the the baby was just like, well, he's not a baby. He's a little boy. He's like, what, nine, eight. But I'm just like, this fool's just along for the ride, though. You don't get to make no decision. Yeah, and I'm like, man, this must be really confusing for that kid, because at least the mom has like some life experience to kind of be like, oh well, I think we're fused together. That kid is just like, what happened? He's like, I thought the alpacas were my friends. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's it's so messed up. I was just like, oh, this is really dark. <laughs> it got really dark really quick, and I was just like, well, I guess at some point they'll figure this out. But man, like. The messed up part is them getting fused together by the alpaca lightning is like actually like it it like on the scale of all the things that happened to all those people, it's like it's not even like it's probably in the bottom half of the worst things that happened to them. <laughs> so so I don't even know what to say on that tip. I'm just like, damn, like it's messed up. Like all types of terrible things happen to these people. What was your reaction when the fused mother and child started crawling around the room? Dude, I listen. I it's it's a lot, man. And and it's not like I can't say that I was like terrified as much as disturbed. That's the problem. Yeah. Like I like everything like I don't there wasn't like so there was like only maybe like one jump scare during the course of the movie but was it was feel... for Larry not for us oh I feel like um, there was a point who was it Who like who was damn it um, there was someone someone was out somewhere with a flashlight oh that was were... right okay I think I think it was I think it was war. You know what I think it was was when the tree cars. No, no, I think it was when, wait, wait, what? When the tree reached down and grabbed the other dude. No, I think it was actually I think it was the car that did it for me. Okay. Dude, it was so funny. Like, I was watching that scene and I just started sarcastically, like in my mind, just sarcastically saying how I think I could kind of understand someone getting yeah. scared at that point. Yeah. But I was being like super condescending and sarcastic. Oh well, listen, I will, I will take your condescension. I, I think it, it scared me, because it does. And here's the messed up part: it doesn't make any sense in the course of the rest of the movie. Like, I don't think that there's any good reason for that car to have done what it did, but it did scare me. And I think that was the only jump scare was just me like, oh, like, <laughs> why is that happened? And I thought they were gonna tell me, but they didn't. <laughs> You know, unless, you know, you're like, well, that's what alpaca lightning does. And I'm like, well, I can't argue that. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I'm the, I don't know anything about alpaca lightning, so. <laughs> it's like, you know, but 
I think that was the only jump scare, but um, everything else was just like, just disturbing. Where it's just like, ugh, you know, just people and... acting in strange and terrible ways. Though, like, I will say this: like, I do feel like the movie itself was like, especially again, like if you're a Nick Cage fan, I think you should watch it. If you're like a fan of, you know, just like weird little like it, it, it was enjoyable. But the the down like the part of it that could have made this like a really good movie is that I don't feel like it did enough to establish the characters beforehand. Like, I don't know that I knew enough about this family before they started acting weird to know that they were not acting as they normally do. You know what I mean? Like they give you a little bit in the beginning of all these people but at the end of the day it's not enough I don't think for you to be like you know oh okay this this person wouldn't normally act like this the, the only person that you get maybe enough from is the daughter the yeah. daughter you're kind of like okay like she should not be acting yeah. this way but outside of the daughter it's like I don't like as far as I know this little the son the little son could act like this all the time for all I know or the or the brother like all I know is the brother likes to get high and it's just like I'm not saying that like I don't believe you would act this way when he's high but at the same time I technically don't know and the same thing with the mother and the father where it's like I know the mom has cancer and I know like you know the dad loves alpacas but even then I feel like I don't think I, I didn't know that immediately or I and didn't he, know that like in the through the huh, say again and he loves his wife I mean sure I guess it's like, I mean, honestly, that scene with them was pretty moving. Which one? Yeah. Um, when they're in the dark. When the he's trying to like get her to have sex, and she's like, "I'm surprised you even still attracted to me." Like, yeah, I I like that scene, especially because like they actually don't mention the cancer. Like we know it's she has cancer from the daughter. Right, and then we know it's breast cancer mm -hmm. from their conversation. They don't actually outright say it, mm -hmm. but contextually they let you know. Mm -hmm. I, I like that scene. Okay, despite like yeah, all the making out. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. the The lack of characterization is part of um. <clears throat> that's one of the things about Lovecraft where you're going to get a lot of that because it's always an outsider peeking in and kind of piecing shit together like if you read the right. Carrie novel is like that too like Carrie the novel you're not watching the girl live this fucked up life and then get that supernatural revenge you're just piecing it together from different news articles that you find while mm -hmm. you're traveling in this abandoned town right <clears throat> so uh, that that the movie could have done that a little better, it just wouldn't be like Lovecraft. <laughs> also, the thing about Lovecraft too is, and it's similar to like Junji Ito, where the characters aren't uh, aren't important to the story. Mm -hmm. What's mm -hmm. important is the horror that's happening. Mm -hmm. So yeah. a lot of the times you'll find like, I know especially with Junji Ito, his characters will be super bland. Because they're not the focus. The horror is the focus. Yeah, but but that's keeping like Lovecraft too. 
but keeping in mind, and you know, and this might very well be a thing that, like, you know, like goes more towards what Moses is talking about in regards to what Lovecraft does versus what people do with the adaptations, is that you know, Junji Ito generally is telling like short stories, and so it's like it makes so a lot, huh? Lovecraft too. No, but what I'm saying is, oh, like, movie. and this this is the distinction I'm making between the stories and the adaptations, where it's like, like, if you take like a Junji Ito story and try to make it into a two-hour movie, it's probably not going to hold up because it's short stories, and that's why, like, all the things we've seen with Junji, huh? Shall we find out? Oh wait, did somebody make a two-hour Junji Ito? Short story into a two-hour movie. Look, next week we'll review that. Um. Well, I will say Tomie got uh, a movie, and that's a character. In she's actually been like in a bunch of his stories. Yeah. But they did make a movie. Now, but is it like a movie? Like I don't, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the character. Is that a character that is yep. in a bunch of short stories, and the movie is like her? Recounting these different short stories, or is it a two-hour movie about one thing that's happening? I haven't in... seen. Oh, so shall we find out? Oh well, look, look, maybe we should. Yeah, maybe we should do that next week. Larry's all brave now. Well, look, I'm not brave. I just, I'll do it. Like, listen, I, I, you know me. I'm not the person that's going to say something crazy or say something and be like, well, given the opportunity to back it up. I'm not gonna do it. Like I'll do it. Like I, I stand by that opinion, and and definitely try to see if it turns out to be the case or not. Because I look, I, I want the truth. I don't mind being proven wrong, and I will mess around and scare the hell out of myself in order to get myself proven wrong if that's what it takes, or or proven right, which I hope because I I'd rather be right if I'm gonna be scared. <laughs> you know, I'd rather be right. I'd be like, you know what? I watched this joint and. I can say 100% that I was correct in my assertion. <laughs> but yeah, but that's the thing where I don't know how long the story is when you when you read it in in print. But maybe it didn't need to be a 2-hour movie or maybe it's fine as a 2-hour movie if you take the same perspective that Lovecraft initially intended like how Mo was talking about with, you know, if you cuz here's the thing it's like this story is not told from the perspective of the hydrologist. It's told from the family's perspective. If you take it from the hydrologist's perspective and you're like, well, yeah, you don't need to know anything more about these characters because all the only thing that you need to know is what he knows and the only person that he probably knows anything about is the daughter. And it turns out the daughter is still the most fleshed out character in the movie as is. And that might be because in the actual story, she's the most fleshed out character because maybe that's who he knows, which I don't know if it turns out the same way. I don't, you know, you maybe you might know Mo, but I uh, like well, it might turn out different. Yeah, it's a little different. But okay. um with the movie what they did think I, I believe it's a change is she was using the Necronomicon to summon things. And oh. that's another aspect in this movie that you, it's very subtle. But you can kind of infer that she actually called the thing down. And when the hydrologist actually reaches out to her and he gets that vision of where this thing comes from, uh, 
it's because of that. It's once she actually did the ritual from the Necronomicon mm-hmm. that she gets that knowledge and into madness, which is a Lovecraft thing across right. the board. And that's one of the things. I this this is part one of a trilogy. Um, oh, really? But I I don't think they're entirely connected. But the Richard Stanley's making two more movies uh, oh, that are in this same vein. Uh, they don't need to connect. They can have similar things because this right. is. I mean, I can't name the actual ritual she did, but from reading the Necronomicon myself, like she did exactly what the instructions of that mad Arab Asher Aharizadabab or whatever his name is—I forget. Oh, I, I can't pronounce it, but that the no, way you, did, like, you, you sounded like you knew what you were saying. Yeah. I, like, I, it scared me. The first <laughs> is like, page one is like, if you're gonna do this, it has to be on a the the symbols have to be in a three-dimensional form. And it has to, you have to give a body and blood. So, and she did it herself. She carved everything into herself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like, and, and, and that was something that happened in the movie that, like, you know, from, from the, at least from my perspective, I was like, oh, that didn't really, like, we don't necessarily see more of what the consequence or what the, what the, like impetus for that to happen was yeah. like, like you know, I I know for me I was watching I'm like oh man this chick is doing some like some blood magic yeah and I don't know why she's doing that necessarily like other than it's right she, after that was right after her brother died mm-hmm. like at that right. point to me she was like getting because she was trying to leave she knew the father was messed up right. Now her brother, who she was going to bounce with, just got eaten by a well. So she was getting desperate. But I guess my thing was, the the plan was for the two of them just to get in a car and dip out. Yeah. And I get that the brother got eaten, but the brother didn't get eaten while they tried to get in a car and dip out, so why wouldn't she just get in the car and try to dip out first before doing the whole blood ritual? Well, he thought he heard the... Yeah. It's not entirely perfect. It's like, it's kind of like, like he he was her kind of lifeline. Yeah. Like getting out. Like once he died, she kind of figured she was stuck. Like yeah, that doesn't make sense to me because she was trying to get out even before, like without him. She was like doing little rituals before to try to be like, hey, let me leave and. And I get that, you know, she kind of was like, okay, well, I can't just go because I need my parents to be like, yeah, you can go. But that was before the mom and the baby got fused together and before the dad became, like, some sort of, like, weird thing. So I was kind of like, you know, like, hey, man, like, you know what? If you and your brother were going to just leave and then he got eaten by the well, that to me feels like, well, that's more reason just to get in the car and go. Yeah, I... It made perfect sense to me, especially with the escalation. Okay. Like, the times we see her doing rituals, they're pretty benign. Like, she's got the candles and the symbols. Yeah. Now it's like, well, she's fucked, so she's gonna go and do the real magic now. Okay. Yeah, like, it's like... She believes in that, and she's going all in. Now, and the copy of the Necronomicon they use there isn't the copy they use in normal uh, <clears throat> Lovecraft books or stories. 
You're talking about in the story, not in the movie, right? There's no, in the in the movie, the one she actually uses there is the one There's that. The Necrocomicon in the movie. Yeah, that's the one that where she started doing the blood magic. Like, it, they showed it subtly before, and I saw it. Oh. I recognize it stuck out to me because I actually used to own that exact copy. Like, oh. I bought it at Borders. Yeah. Showed a bunch of times. Yeah, I don't even remember seeing it. And really? It to me, because I always think about that. Uh, one guy, Ash. Um. <laughs> yeah, but it was. Which one guy is it? I think about that Evil Dead. Oh. Okay. But there was an event after Evil Dead, where someone lent out the Necronomicon for another movie, without getting the prop maker's permission. Oh. So that's the thing I always think about. Well, was it um? It wasn't like Jason Goes to Hell or something, right? I don't think so. I can't remember the name of the movie off the top. Like, I think I've forgotten which movie it was. Because without permission. Or Pumpkinhead. Um, I feel like if it was Pumpkinhead, I would have remembered. That's that's the Switch game, no? No. Well, I think, I think there is a switch because it pops up, especially the the Evil Dead Necronomicon pops up like three different times in three different movies. I think one of them might have been Pumpkinhead. The other one is uh, in Creep Show. In one of the little segments, it it's in there. And uh, in fact, there's in Creep Show there is a one of the segments is the color out of space <laughs> uh, adaptation. Where Stephen King plays the rural farmer guy. Really? Yeah, but it, it's more slapsticky and funny, but it, it, it gets the point across. Same similar shit happens. I'm sorry. You said Stephen King? Yeah, he acts out the character. Well, you know, he is a funny guy. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, he's interesting because he doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. He's always like making fun of like being yeah, we... kind of silly and over the top. Yeah. Like there was the one truck m- movie. Yeah. Let's get taken over. Yeah. All the machines start getting taken over. Yeah. And there's a scene with him. He does a cameo where he's trying to get money out of the ATM, and the ATM like calls him asshole. <laughs> he turns to his wife and he's like, "Honey, the ATM just called me an asshole." <laughs> That's a good movie. It's yeah. a Maximum Overdrive. Right. Yeah. Great soundtrack too. Uh the the main truck in that is like the Green Goblin head. Remember that? Yeah. Oh Larry don't remember. You get scared at that. Dude, this is like the least scariest movie. Yeah. I don't I don't know what we're talking part. about. Maximum Overdrive. It's a zombie movie, but about cars instead of zombies. Mm. I don't know anything about that. Well, I'd say it's worth going back and watching it. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to check it out. I said, the chat says it's in Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah. I think That's he had permission to use it. Hmm. Yeah, because I think it makes Jason part of a shared universe with Evil Dead. 
mm. because of that. Um, and in turn, that connects Evil Dead to Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. But and, then, and, and Nightmare on Elm Street were already connected, right? Right. That connects Evil Dead to Nightmare on Elm Street because Jason oh, and I see you're Freddy are connected. I got you. So, yeah. So, so Moses, what would you rate uh, color... Wait, 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 real quick. Why is it called Color Out of Space? Well, in the book, in the story, <clears throat> the prose story, it, it's an indescribable color, and that's what drives, you know, one guy mad, ru ruins everything else, you know? But it, it, it's all, everything anybody perceives is just this weird color they've never seen before. Got it, got it. And, and that uh, makes a lot of more sense yeah. from a literary perspective. Because yeah. Everybody's like, saying I saw this color and I can't describe it but right. when you're doing it in a visual sense you're like yeah, oh, that's, that's, that's purple or magenta <laughs> it's like or that's, that's, that's indigo yeah. <laughs> because you can't you can't show a color no one's ever seen right. in a movie because it's a color we've all seen Yeah. in the yeah. movie Nicolas Cage's character does say it was pink but then he corrects himself and says actually I don't know what it was yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't pink. Like, we saw it. It was purple. Yeah. No, it was pink. So. What? Jay, stop. Yeah, that's the thing. It's it perception pink? of color is different. Like, I saw it like a more of a hot pink and magenta. I did see tones of purple there, but only like a certain magenta part. Magenta is, is red. Again, I. Or I, a type of red. Perception of colors. Like, oh, the fact geez. that we can all see three different colors. It is is kind of a testament because the special but, effects were really good. But I guess, no, <laughs> uh, I, I, yeah. I, I guess what I'm saying is none of us looked at the color and was like, I don't know how to describe that. <laughs> we all saw yeah. we all saw a color yeah. that we recognized is what right. I'm saying. But, but if they, we had to make an, a a a witness statement, they wouldn't know what color it would be because of our yeah. Because I mean, but that's how that that always happens with, with eyewitnesses. Where again, again, the murderer out of space. <laughs> but I just like oh like okay and okay I guess yeah it's one of those things where that's the part of it that doesn't translate as well yeah, or but here here's the thing it could have all they had to do was not show the color yeah it's better that they showed it I'm fine with them showing it say what yeah that wouldn't have worked for me yeah. how could it not work I, I like I like how it looked. I love the aesthetic of the movie. And you everything. just don't show the color. You could show the the person. Like you could you could literally show like there was a point in this joint which the the joint. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm showing that. I didn't mean to put that. Up. There's literally a point in this movie where things show in black and white. If every scene where they that color shows was shown in black and white, it could have been whatever color that the people wanted to say or try to describe it and it would have made more sense because we were like damn we should all see in black and white so we don't know what color it was no i like what they did oh man me too yeah look you y'all are not being imaginative enough that would have made that that would have been amazing because from a psychological perspective we're like damn we don't know what color it is if i want to be imaginative i'll read a fucking book not watch a fucking movie all right but but what i'm saying is at this point, we're arguing about what color it is. You're arguing. I'm trying to, no. I'm trying to rate it. 
No, no, but I'm saying none of us, none of us are like, it was like nothing we've ever seen before. Nobody, nobody said that. We're all like, it's pink. Nah, man, it's purple. Nah, man, it's like magenta. First of all, just the fact that you said magenta. What? <laughs> Huh? You said hot pink first. Okay, but still. I'm just saying, like, I feel like one. if they had showed it to us in black and white, then it would be like, dang, we don't know what color it is. And that would be like, psychologically, it would be kind of cool. Because it's like, now we're experiencing, in a visual format, what we would have been experiencing in a, in a literary format. And that's amazing. That could only work if the entire film was in black and white. No, in the same way, like the this the last scene of this joint, or like the second to last or third to last scene, literally went to black and white for no good reason. No, there was a good reason. What's the good reason? Everything was blowing up. Oh shit! I'm gonna drop you from the stream. <laughs> I swear to God, like that's such a bad reason. There's no good reason. Oh my God. But yeah, Larry, I Mo, give what it. Do you, what do you rate it, Mo? I give it four amalgamizations of grotesque, formless shapes, anthropomorphized into your worst fears out of five. Makes sense. Jay, what would you rate it? I would give it a three. Like it's mm. solid. Yeah, I, I'm gonna go with Jay. I give it a three too. It, it it's solid enough to watch. It like there's definitely a lot of places where it could have been better for me, but at the same time, I enjoyed myself. I can't like if I told you I did not enjoy myself, I'd be lying to myself and to you, the good listener, and I won't do that. Three. Um, so check it out. One of the things for me is that being an actual adaptation of Lovecraft work it um it is the best I've seen I can see that because every adaptation you know even this movie it's been adapted several times die monster die the curse um in the tall grass it's kind of like this uh but that's not even adaptation but all the best Lovecraft stuff is the stuff that's not adapted and they just it's Lovecraftian you right. know Alien The is Void Alien considered Lovecraftian? Yeah that's Lovecraftian that's straight up out of Lovecraft all the what? stuff with the engineers and everything like no, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. you're right like I never thought of it that way but yeah I think you're right like, even the way like... the engineers like make with the black goo like that like it's just the thing about it is that it explains things to you but it it doesn't really like if you really think about it it doesn't it keeps you in the dark about it but they but, don't talk about engineers and like the, the no no I know but that oh. that's where that's where it kind of once it does that but it, yeah that's Lovecrafting that cosmic horror is yeah yeah no, but even even in like alien and 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 aliens I can see the like undertones of it yeah I just never thought of it in that way before yeah but I can see where you're coming from now that you kind of like mentioned it. You know, Even like that. you think you look at like how Will went out through Stranger Things, yeah, and his family going through that with the like it's the mind yeah. fear, you know, like that's. You oh, yeah, see? no, no, Stranger Things definitely feels like Lovecraft. Yeah. Or Lovecraft influence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I, yeah, I already.
basically said what I would do. Okay, let's let's move on. Let's do some. Uh... Should we do the heavy metal minute? Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, heavy metal minute is it, we're, like, we we're already past the tight two hours. We are past the tight two. <laughs> uh, let's do the comic one. Heavy metal minute. If you want a heavy metal minute, it'll be it. It actually should be premiering on YouTube in about. 10 minutes just hit the subscribe button here i did a video version of it so instead of trying to put it on here for you you'll have it on your feed you're gonna go off cam for a minute all right go what are we supposed to do now well i'm gonna play the review music okay go for it Scary comic book review. Scary comic book like, review. <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like. I agree, one hundred percent. So, Larry, should we make like a Lovecraft video playlist for you to watch, like different horror movies? We should not do that. You should watch the Reanimator, though. I'm not sure if I've seen that. It's that's more along the line, like it's just funny. Yeah, it's almost like a comedy. F- funny but, for you? No, I mean it's just a guy that reanimates dead bodies, yeah, and then they try to kill him. That doesn't sound like a good time. But it, it's funny. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Let's see what else is a Lovecraftian movie that? Well, the Void. The Void is one that you should watch, but. Like you, you'll 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 shit your pants. And then I'll, shit, I'll, I'll shit your pants, man. <laughs> and you, the Hellraiser is another one. You'd love that. I don't know if I can do Hellraiser, man. Hellraiser was scary. Yeah. That's like real scary. Like I mean, don't get me wrong. I might like. Yeah, it might be it might be a lot, but I now, don't know. Granted, all these are Lovecraftian, but not Lovecraft. They just right. take all the bases. Those are the really good ones. Um, because like Dagon was corny, <laughs> but it's still good. It's a good story, just not executed the best. Yeah, yeah. It feels more like well, you know what's another Lovecrafty one? But is Resident Evil Four? Like that's that's essentially that's the like the Dunwich horror, just done with Resident Evil. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen four. And then, oh, New Frontier, Justice League, New Frontier, that's Lovecraftian. I saw Justice League, New Frontier. Really? Yeah, that that whole that calling from beneath the sea, it minions into madness. That's that's all Lovecraft. That's the Call of Cthulhu with superheroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New Frontier, I like. All right, Joe. Why don't you tell us about? Frank, what is, Frank and Frank. Frank and Fran. Okay. So Frank and Fran is a horror manga. By Katsuhisa Kitsu. And it's about a girl whose father is a doctor. And she is also a pretty accomplished doctor. And when people have issues, they come to her and she helps solve them. Like medical issues, she'll help solve them. 
So, uh, we start off, uh, volume one, the first story is called Brains, and a man's son, uh, he's, uh, died, and he goes to a friend in order to see if he can be brought back to life, and she does so by connecting their two brains and kind of stitching them together and it's pretty horrifying and uh, we actually found out, find out that uh, the father had the son killed on purpose and now the new head knows that because he uh, kind of has the memories. And, uh... I mean, it's, it's not kind of, though, right? Like, I mean... He, he remembers. Right. Yeah, like, he does have the memories. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Yeah, like, volume one, there's about seven tales of healing gone wrong, like, they all end up with these horrific type twists, kind of, um, and a lot of times it's, like, pretty horrible, but pretty funny, too, <laughs> um, a good description, right, like, uh, have the one story cosmetic surgery where friends in school and uh, students keep going up to her and like asking for like cosmetic enhancements and eventually people start like getting crazy with their request like you have the two friends that end up being sewn together that want to be sewn together and you know, at the end of it, you see, like, everyone is, like, horribly mutated. And it's, like, it's kind of funny because she talks about, like, how, you know, they'll they'll be okay. Like, they know what they want and they shouldn't have any regrets. But they're high schoolers. Like, high schoolers are dumb. Mm-hmm. We're obviously going to regret this later. So it's like pretty funny. And uh, what did you guys think? I only really got to read the first one and uh, Brains. And that one kind of encapsulated what this is going to be like. And I, I enjoyed it. I like that twist. <laughs> yeah. How you mentioned. But I really liked the art because it was kind of like it was gruesome and detailed where it needed to be but also lighthearted when it was fitting and I think that little bit of dichotomy gives this overall story a good tone <clears throat> excuse me and um, that, that what I enjoyed about it the most was actually the, the little lightheartedness and grotesqueness <laughs> yeah where it, like those two things together made it an enjoyable experience for me Right. 
Yeah, I mean, it it's it's a wild story, <laughs> just because it definitely uh, doesn't like it. It takes like a couple of different like left like hard left turns on you and um you know I, I i see that as definitely a good thing because anytime somebody can tell me a story and it doesn't go the direction that i think it's gonna go just because you know you read and watch and experience so many stories that you're just like well you know at a certain point you're like well i've kind of seen just about all the stories i'm gonna see <laughs> <laughs> and, and and when something genuinely like surprises you it's kind of like oh damn like that's fair like you know like, I did not see that coming at all and that's one thing I could say about the conclusion of this book like did not see that coming uh and yeah it's like it's interesting because like Mo said it's it, it's light in certain points and at other points it kind of like you know it does a little bit of like I mean, I, I, it's hard for me to call it horror, but at the same time, like at least at the very end, for for certain, the very end was horrifying. You know, where it was just, and it wasn't a thing where you were just like, "Oh my god," you know. I can't believe, um, or, or it's like it's not like oh I'm like grossed out or anything. It's just more about the idea that like how it turns out is like oh that's like like it's terrifying that someone would not only think to do that but to do it without like even like consulting you or like you know the idea that you could end up in that kind of situation and have no idea that that was what was going to happen you know like and now here's the that, and that's the messed up part like even if this fool was like on the level like it's one thing to be like I want my son back it's a whole different thing to be like I want my son living in my head <laughs> yeah oh you know? or I'm just like like and it's like I guess you can be like oh yeah like you know I just did what you asked me to do it's like my dude like why like all you had to do was just tell me what you what the plan was and I could be like oh yeah I, I do want that or I could be like well that's extreme, <laughs> you know. And so to just to wake up and be like, "Wait, what happened?" Like, <laughs> it's weird, man. I was just like, "That's weird." And the part that, like, the part that made it like, um, like even more strange was the whole idea that it was like they put the modification in like the head so that it could like spin yeah <laughs> and but I'm only... just like what like 270 degrees yeah so like basically this fool could like you know my head can spin so that the face could turn around and I'm just like listen I don't know that I want my head to be able to do that and I'm just but like even if... around every time like you don't want to be walking backwards when the other head is in charge. No, well, I'm here, here's my thing. How does that work? Like, is my body 
do I have to relinquish? Do I get to relinquish control? Or is this, or is this like a test of wills? Like, is this a contest of wills every time? Like, I'm just like, like let's say, it's, let's, let's say, in control. How do you like, know? They say it. They say like Keek controls the body, but you can switch heads when uh, uh talking. Yeah, that's messed up. It's messed up. Here's the other thing that creeped me out. So you got the dude who has a his head on a cat, right? Which I'm like, he's fun. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> I mean, sure. But his head's on a cat. Then I'm like, wait a minute. Then we find out his body is still around. And his body does stuff independent of him being on the cat. And I'm like, well, how does that work? Does that mean he's just a passenger on the cat? And he's like, making his body do stuff? Wait, was it his body? I thought so. Like the way they were talking. I'm pretty was sure like, Fran's body. No, no. The the body didn't have a head on it. Right. Fran was just a head at that point. Her head was looking out the window. And when he says quit lollygagging, the body picks up the head and puts it on. Oh, that was Fran's head? Yeah. In the lab coat? In the lab coat? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize that was her head. Wait, so... But then... Like, why is it... Why would she take her head off? Oh, she wanted to look out the window. <laughs> oh, that's weird. I didn't really... I thought that was his head. But, yeah, I, yeah that makes that makes sense. That makes That makes more sense, at least. But even still, it's like, how is she doing that? Um, she's just talented. Oh. And I think I could bring that up. Oh, <laughs> uh, keep talking, though. It's going to take me a minute. <laughs> oh, oh, you can bring up the... No, I, I can do it if you want me to do it. Like, I got the scene right here. You want me to do it? Oh, okay, yeah. If you got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Let's see if, uh, and I might, I may have to do a little bit of scrolling, but I think I can do it. Y'all seeing that? Yeah. Okay. I'll make it. See, her head is on the pillow, and then the body goes and picks up the head. I thought that was gone. Yeah. No, you're right. I thought that was his, his body. And I was like, I don't even understand how that works. <laughs> but I don't, I don't understand how it works even with her. It, <laughs> it makes more, it makes more sense with her. But you know, I, I look, I'm just tripping out now because I'm like, this guy is very content on just a cat body. He actually prefers it. Like he actually does have a bodysuit for when he goes out. <laughs> um. But yeah, he actually prefers being in a cat, being just the cat head. Why? Why does he prefer that? Uh, I guess he's just used to it. Like sometimes you find things suit you. Mm. 
know. Maybe if I was, maybe I would find it. Yeah, this is like, but I doubt it. (laughs) Right. I don't think it's for me. It's definitely not for me. I can see someone else enjoying that. Because I'm just like, you know, cats, uh, yeah, nah. Nah. I wonder if it feels like a cat, though. Like, I feel like when you rub a cat under its chin, it feels different than if you were a person. And so if you're like a person with like a human head but on a cat body, do you get like the cat sensation or do you get the person sensation? I think you so get like, the cat sensation. If somebody came up and was just like, if they were doing this to me, I'd be like, hey man, don't make me start purring. <laughs> or even a woman. It don't matter. I'm just like, what, what are you doing? This is some bull. Like, is not this is not enjoyable at all. But if I was a cat, obviously I would just be like, yeah, like everything. Like cats love that. I don't know why. So I don't know. Anyway. So uh, what else? Like, how do you all feel about the art for uh, Frank and Frank? I love it. It's disturbing. Like, genuinely disturbing. Like, the one girl in Chrysalis, where she has, like, the caterpillar body, mm-hmm. and, like, not all of her claws are out, and she's just, a head, her head is on it, and it's like, <laughs> man, that's creepy as fuck. Mm. Fuck others, but that's the one I immediately thought of. It's like, oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. I really like the design for Frankenstein and uh, there was a page in there where it kind of talks about the inception of the design I did see really that. appreciate that appreciated that because I was like almost everything I read there is what I thought just from looking at the cover and then reading the first story I was like oh yeah I like this yeah it's a good 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 design yeah it's an interesting story and uh you know, like reading the first one definitely made me kind of feel like, well, what would the next story be like? Because obviously, it it definitely feels more like a an episodic kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I'm like, hey, you know, it's interesting to take that character and put them in different scenarios and see how they react from one scenario to the next. So that seems yeah, definitely. Cool. If you like the first one, you definitely should be checking out the others. Uh, the yeah. different scenarios are like really cool. They're all exceptionally creepy. Yeah. Very even thought provoking. Yeah. So, uh, Moses, what would you rate Frank and Fran? Uh, based on just the first story, I would give it a four. I'd like to see more of this. So, <laughs> I really enjoyed it, and I'd like to see where it goes even in like in an anthology setting or just you know just individual stories with this dynamic I want to see more of right right okay cool Jay what would you say uh four like I really like the character I like the artwork I like the stories like I'm not sure why it's not a five (laughs) but because well, yeah, I'm not 
not sure why it's not a five, but it's definitely a four. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy it. Yeah. I would give it a, a four as well. I thought it was pretty interesting. Definitely a different take. Like I said, the story went in a direction that I could not have anticipated. And uh, yeah, it was good stuff. I, I would definitely read on. So, good stuff. Check out Frank and Frank. All right. Uh, we do have a caller. Hello, hello. Hello. Caller, tell the people who you are, where you're calling from, and what it is you want to talk about. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, I'm calling from England, uh, Liverpool, England. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And what's your name? Uh, my real name or my pseudonym? Whatever you prefer, man. Hey, well, we're, not yeah, to, I... we're not here to tell you what to do. <laughs> no, no, no. Of course, of course. Well, th- first off, thank you for having me. Um, and yeah, my pseudonym is a uh, Ray the Hater. Even Ray though the I hater? don't Ray the Hater. It's, Ray um... the Hater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an <laughs> awesome pseudonym. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And Ray. Ray. Look, I I always feel like I have to say your full name every time. Ray the Hater. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what what do you want to talk about? Well, yo, no, um, I'm just um, basically. I'll be straight up with you. Yeah, I I um, searched on um, you know you know the way you've got the uh, let let me get me breath. Yeah, take your time, Ray. Take, look, real quick, yeah, Ray. Yeah. What time, what time is it in Liverpool, England, right now? Oh, it's uh, four thirty-three a.m. Wow, that's crazy. So you're like, like, did you just wake up, or do you? Just oh have no, to no. Sleep? Oh no no! I wouldn't have the confidence to do this if I I'd only spoke up. <laughs> Ray Ray like I I'm damn near punch drunk. He's like, <laughs> he's like man, I, I ain't slept not a, I haven't slept in two days. That's why I called in. <laughs> yeah yeah. No, I, I just saw. It. I thought this this panel looks really interesting and like intellectual intellectual shots. I thought I'd like to get involved. You know. Oh man, listen. Well, we appreciate you saying that, man. Listen. <laughs> The 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 idea that you messed around over Liverpool, England, with you yeah. know where where you all have where you all have uh, amazing culture, and then you have this yeah. amazing, and then you have that accent that makes it so that you can't even you can't even <laughs> pretend to think that you're from someplace other than Liverpool. England. Yeah, <laughs> it's man, like, it's, it's, say, it's like, like, like we sound intellectual. Get out of here, man. Whatever. Listen, I hey, man, we we've been trying to live up to the Beatles for like. 50 something years so <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man tell us what you want to talk about Ray talk yeah about- man no I, I thought you were talking about books and stuff yeah yeah and um, we love comics here so well man I'm a I'm a, a like I'm an educated fool and what I mean by that is I, I don't mean I'm a fool but you know I'm not going to do myself down but what I mean by an educated fool is and I'm not on paper I'm not educated however I pursue education. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, like you don't have to have a you don't have to have a degree to be yeah exactly educated. So listen, don't look. We're we're not a credentialist society here at Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I literally. So let me give like literally. I'll um, give you a bit of background on what I've said this evening. Okay. And it was literally I put in um, a filter. I put in Streamyards Live. Mm-hmm. And I. And literally, most channels came up with Arabic, and um, 
this is pretty much one of the only ones out of a selection of like 20 which were in English and I saw a panel of black guys <laughs> and I, no no and I, I was interested I was like wow okay so these guys are talking about books and stuff you know and I thought yeah. well I need to get involved you know I didn't even realize that that's the contingent we were going up against at that point we're like oh yeah it's us and the Arabic so it's like really yeah 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 <laughs> We might need to change our, our content if that's our audience. We didn't, didn't we? <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, no, yeah, but I, look, trust me, I, we definitely believe that in, in on most times of day, we probably do stand out a little bit just because, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it was, it wasn't like you were, uh, uh, I mean, uh, it wasn't like there was 150 options. There was literally. <laughs> <laughs> right, only so many people talking about anything at this time of night. I oh, oh man, just let me meet up. Let me meet up for a second. <laughs> so yeah, man. So we need to we need to talk about more Arabic comics. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh no, I apologize. I yeah, yeah, I just got a text. Um... No, no, no problem. <laughs> Listen, look, look, we understand how it goes. It's like Streamyard is made so that you can join in mm. on whatever device you're on. So. How can we do so that? yeah, so now I'm going to introduce myself. Uh, um, like I'm not trying to put it on you, but no, go for it. So what? What? What is? Are you a book club? Is that how you uh, describe yourself? Or no, I mean, you know, it's like Fantastic Forum is basically a show about a, a show by people that love comic books. Okay. Oh, that, comic books. That, okay. 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 Comic books, and so you know, we talk about we talk about things that mainly comic books but we talk about things okay. like comic book adjacent as well so we talk about movies animation yeah. uh you know every now and then we talk about actual novels you know okay mostly that's yeah, yeah, jay. Yeah. jay jay's the one that's reading comic book novels you know <laughs> it's like you know <laughs> yeah so you oh know. man hey hey man i'm i'm not sure if you're familiar with the name and you probably are but um, are you familiar with a a company or maybe a a, sh a store called um Outer Worlds? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, that uh, as far as I know, that originated in Liverpool as well. Mm -hmm. As far it did it. Mm -hmm. Did it? Yeah. Like as far as I know, it did. I mean, that's what we're told in this city. But yeah, that's no. But I used to go there. I used to go there as a kid. Really? And, uh, I used to love George Dredd. George Dredd is my... Yeah, Judge Dredd is you know. good stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let me ask you this question. What what made yeah. you stop reading comics? Oh, no, no, no. I did. I did. I never read comics. I just looked at the pictures, man. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, look. He's like, I didn't start reading comics to begin with. I just looked at the, at the pictures. And that's fair. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like... It the, the uh, Kazam and Kaboom, that is that yeah. isn't reading. That is uh, looking at the pictures, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> you know and what, what, what? And so when you go to on Kaboom, what are you looking for specifically? Like what catches your eye? Oh, what what do you mean? Like you said, you said you go to Kaboom and you look at the pictures, right? Oh no, no, I'm saying when I look at a, a page and I see Kaboom. In oh, like, you're talking about? I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm not reading about, it. I'm not reading it. The, I'm looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Got you. You're talking about the onomatopoeia. I thought you were talking about the actual site because there's actually a. Site oh right! Oh, I didn't even know there was such a site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. 
I got it. Because, you know, yeah. Jesus, that, makes, that makes sense, yeah. Kaboom is all. Okay, so, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, I mean, that's why they named their site that, because people... Oh, well, well, you know what? They must they must have uh, understood that it was like... Yeah, it resonates with people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Them flashy... Uh, what's the word I'm after? But, you know, I did do graphic arts in school. Okay. Um, you know, as a kid, like, you know, we're talking, like, 11 to, like, 15, that sort of age. Oh, so then right now, you know, as an adult, when you, when you like, decide to interact with, with yeah. superheroes, that's primarily happening what? Like in the oh, no, I, I despise, I despise middle-aged men who, who, uh, who into, uh, you know, a fancy land. I despise them. <laughs> Wait, so, <laughs> that, was, that was English English sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. On a serious note, I'm just talking like you know. Obviously, you, you can talk about um, like you know what what comes to mind is like the 1960s Batman, oh, with yeah. all that 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 uh, 60s jazz, that 60s. Yeah. Flair, you know, yeah. and um, Technicolor, shall we say? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm literally very um uneducated about. I I thought this was a comic. I, I thought it was a book club, not a comic book club. Oh. So I'm just winging it. <laughs> hey, that's that is okay, man. Listen. And I guess. Well, hey, hey, okay. Here, here's a thought that just came to mind. Uh -huh. Here's a thought that just came to mind, and I, I like okay, hear me out. You know where Roald Dahl, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you familiar with his work? Yes. Would you say he's probably one of the original comic book artists? Because and not just him, we're talking Quentin Blake as well. Is is that a fair is that a fair assessment or is that a stretch? I mean, well, you'd have to be familiar with him to be able to. So, I mean, like, he basically he he he's a conservation he's a conservational uh, wants a better word lyricist, mm -hmm. and he's you know he's he's a, I don't know I don't know if, okay, and he's also. Um, He's got an, uh, a sidekick, uh, Quentin Blake, who does quite controversial, um, you know, illustrations. But I, I, I just is, thought, is, I don't know, his, I mean... Is his, like, is his stuff usually accompanied? Oh, no, 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 with... no, he's literally, he's lit. I don't know if he's very big in the States, I don't think, I think he's probably not very big in the States at all. No, no, I, he... no, he... no, I mean, I... no, he's pretty big, but here yeah. we consume his movies based on his stuff, like, uh, what is it, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and James and the Giant yeah. and all those, but <laughs> what, what you're saying about him kind of being like a comic book, uh, with Quentin, um, hey, Quint, yeah, yeah, Quentin Blake, yeah, it is a lot. You know, he would write the story and Quentin would draw it, and that style 
Yeah. He yeah. adds to the, the written word that he does yeah. in a way that comics would do. So I can see why you... Yeah, yeah. It, it's like, it's a kinetic, it's a kinetic but, story. But yeah. And the, it's, it's like, it's the same as comic books, though, I suppose. It's right. a kinetic quality to the story. Yeah. Where you've got, you, you've got the obvious, uh, the illustrations... Yeah, in comic that, books. That was the only thing I was gonna say. Where it's like, I, like yeah. singular illustrations, more like, more like a a children's book, but not even like a children's book because it's. Oh it's no, not, no way! It, it's definitely more not like a children's novel books. that happens to have illustrations periodically, yeah. Right? right? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I mean, like, I mean, listen, my I because I thought I was coming on here in a yeah. and um. I didn't realize it was about comic books, to be honest. No, no, no. That, 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 that is okay. Yeah, yeah. Especially considering that by the time you, by the time you, well, no, I guess te technically when you came on, we were, we very well may or may not have been talking about comic books. We might have been talking about yeah. like, a movie. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we, we go deep into either one. So it would not, it would, listen, I, I take it as a, a yeah, well, pride. I, you know what? I like, I like think... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> or, or, or novels, I guess is a better way to say it. Cause I, mean, yeah. On yeah, this show, yeah, we think yeah. of comics as literature as well, but yeah, 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 yeah. Know. Oh, of course, of course, they definitely are. It's uh, different flavors of different of the same right. art, really. Right, right. I'd say, like even a painting is is a comic book, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and um, I mean, you could definitely think of it as such, especially yeah. depending, you know, in this day and age, it's like a painting. It might, it might, the the uh, subtext might not be so explicit. Yeah. Right. But it's still there. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. and you might look, have to look a bit harder. There might not be a kapow, but there's still a kapow. <laughs> yeah, you feel the kapow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know I mean? Listen, for, for for not necessarily having a credential, man, you get pretty deep. Mm. Yeah, man. I, listen, man, I'm a thinker. I'm a thinker. Well, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. Hey, well, it's nice to meet you all. Well. You all seem cool guys, so Thanks. nice one. We we appreciate and, you calling in, Ray. Ray Ray the hater. Um, ain't no hater. It's a it's a pseudonym, you know. <laughs> and you know how it was made? Do you wanna know? Yeah, tell us. Because I'm like Atom Man. Uh, I know about Atom Man. I'm like Atom Man. I looked at a radiator and I thought, you know what, I hate that. Cause it was the middle of summer, so I became radiator. Radiator. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, hey, listen. Anytime you want to call in, you feel free. You you're listening to the show. Well, no, I, I, if you don't mind, I'll just I'll just chill until I know you and I hate you hate me. So if you don't <laughs> mind, I'll just chill out for a bit. Yeah, no, okay. You're welcome. You're, you're more than welcome to chill out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I, we, I love we... I love swap. I love swapping ideas with people with a brain. It's very rare on YouTube, especially. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So respect to all three years, guys. We Thanks will, for We will take the compliment. We will take yeah. the compliment. I wasn't prepared for this today. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there it is. Look, reaching all the way out to Liverpool. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, man. So, so, gents, what else do we have on the agenda before we get out of here? I think that's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like that makes sense. That makes and, sense. Uh, okay. Yeah. We we all can't be up until four thirty in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <You know? laughs> hey! Listen, once you make your money, 
Yeah. Once you're right. making money, you can do what you want. Hey, you, you're absolutely... I'm so like I'm. Yeah, I'm so I'm so like I'm fucking loaded. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys, guys, listen. Can I just say, say uh, full respect to well, all years? Hang, hang out because what we're gonna do? Oh, okay. I thought are, you were about normally, to cut off. No, we are about to cut off, but what we normally okay. do is we play our our closing music and we get yeah. final oh. thoughts. We get final thoughts from everybody. Ah, oh, good. Now, since good. you're here. We would love to get some final thoughts from you. So, like, let's, go ahead, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's go ahead and hit that. And uh, there we go. Radiator, ladies and gentlemen. Radiator, give us some final thoughts, buddy. Well, you, you, well, you want to see two? <laughs> Whatever you want to say. It's up yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be profound. It can uh, yeah, well, I'm, or, or, uh, yeah. or maybe you have something you want to plug. Maybe, maybe you. No, no, it. no. I'm not. I'm listen, listen. I'm very English. We, we don't, <laughs> we, we don't tend to. Listen, we promote. all live in America, man. Pol- polite society died. Like I want to say. Yeah, like, six, well, six, you six, know, eight years ago. It's okay. Do whatever you want, man. If you want to just like. No, no. Right on. Polite show, society died with Trump. Let's say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you know, let's not like it. Political. Yeah, no, we wouldn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, we love that. Hmm. <laughs> alright, alright. So my my closing statement would be: Fuck Trump. They go Biden. <laughs> we yeah. look. We will take it. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Alright. Thank all you right. very much, guys. You be the good son. Cheers. No, no worries. Have a good one. Alright. Hey, kick me, kick me, because I don't know how to leave. Okay. <laughs> he said, kick me because I don't know how to leave. I love it. God bless him, man. God bless Radiator, a.k.a. Ray the Hater. <laughs> Jay, give us some final thoughts, man. Okay, next week, I'm going to be talking about Batgirl, the Joker War arc. Um, if you've read it, or if you want to read it so you can join the conversation, uh, why not? Like, we'll be doing that next week. Damn. Wait. So is the Batgirl Joker War arc... I mean, obviously Joker War is an event that goes through the Bat book. But is the Joker War arc for Batgirl self-contained, or do we have to read like all the rest of Joker War? That is a very good question. Okay, I guess we'll find out next week. Right. <laughs> the only thing I know about it is that I know two things about the arc. I haven't I bought it, I haven't read it yet. But two things about the arc is one is the finale. The background finale. Um and two it's got every Batgirl in it. Oh, jeez. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. That's a lot of Batgirls. Now, we say every Batgirl, does that mean, like, is, like, Dark Knight Bat... Or, or not the Robin. Never mind. It has, whatchamacallit in it? It has, a uh, Sandra Kane. I'm assuming, yes. Like, I'm assuming Cassandra's... Oh, uh, maybe even Misfit might be there. Oh, oh Joe hasn't <laughs> read it yet. Oh, oh Laura, listen. This, I this, haven't. 
This started out sunny. Watch what happens next week. <laughs> Watch what, listen, this 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 segment started out filled with promise. Watch what happens next week. <laughs> Jay Jay's gonna start his review. F this art. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Yeah, I don't see myself doing that. It's like she's a Castellucci. I love her. I don't think you would fuck up a Batgirl finale. Mm. I mean, maybe the Joker War might get in the way, but I, I want to see it. I want to read it, and I'm almost 100% positive that I'm going to want to talk about it. Got it. Got it. Moses Magnum, give us the final thoughts, buddy. Uh, look, we didn't get the Heavy Metal Minute, but luckily I did it on video. So it should have premiered already on YouTube. If you're subscribed, you got the alert. If not, go ahead and subscribe, hit the bell, you'll get the alert. I will be doing these periodically when we're low on content for the week. And uh, yeah, enjoy. Let me know what you think. For the entire Fantastic Forum, I want to thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, we do appreciate you. Please make sure that you go ahead, like, follow, subscribe, all that jazz and all of our different mediums, whether it be Twitch or Twitter or Facebook or friggin' YouTube. Do all the stuff that you know you're supposed to do. We will appreciate you. If you have any uh, suggestions on what we should or shouldn't be doing, leave them in the comments. We want to hear from you. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back next week. Until then, thank you very much.